It's the best show. What's going on, everybody? Here on a beautiful autumn evening in October of 2017. How are you all doing tonight? My name is Tom. I'm the host of the best show for the time being. We have an exciting show for you tonight. What's going on? I don't know. What? Oh, compliment a thon. Last week we did complain a thon. Tonight we're going to do the other side of the coin. Compliment a thon. Let's all compliment each other and be nice. Let's be nice for one night in our lives. Find the silver lining tonight, everyone. Find the silver lining. Say nice things. Maybe that little smile you put out will come back to you. Who knows? And we have a few open lines right now. 201-332-3484. That is the number tonight. Compliment-a-thon. We also still have to give out those Kurt Vile Courtney Barnett tickets from last week. Whoever says the nicest compliment and is in the area who can see the show to see my bro, Kurt Vile, and his bro and my future bro, potentially Courtney Barnett, as they play... Jersey City together on uh, on November uh, what what day November 6th Monday November 6th Kurt Vile Courtney Barnett will give a pair of tickets at the end of the show whoever says the nicest compliment uh, and wants to go to the show so yeah let's uh, let's get the show started alright it's time huh for once, let's let's get it going, huh? How about that, huh? Is it time to begin? Yeah, well, if it's time to begin, let's begin. It's the best show!
with my mic on that whole time. I didn't say anything, did I? I don't think so. I think I was quiet as a, a, a veritable church mouse. Clicking through the internet, reading what's what. So much fun, the internet. Such an improvement of all of our lives. The phone number 201-332-3484. What did we just hear? Well, I'm going to tell you. Since you asked. Mr. Heavenly! That's right. Mr. Heavenly. Who's that? My bro Nick. You know him from Islands and from Nick Diamonds and from Unicorns and all the things he does and from the theme music to Serial. Good stuff, man. This guy's good. Not good. He's great. And Mr. Heavenly have a new album out called Boxing the Moonlight, which is great. And that song's called Dead Duck, and that was... It, it, the, the new record just came out. They're going to be on tour, and then the... It's on uh, polyvinyl. So go get the record, huh? Huh? Would you? Yeah. Suddenly Archie Bunker is... Would you go get the... Ain't it? Go get the Mr. Heavenly record there. What's going on, everyone? How are y'all doing? We having a good time tonight? We're talking about compliments, and I'd like to start off by complimenting you, the best show audience. Boy, you look at and you hear some of these audiences that, that shows have. Well, first of all, we're lucky to have a fantastic, uh, a fantastic audience that's enthusiastic. Very excited. We have two sold out shows, uh, this Saturday night in Brooklyn. We got Sharpling and Worcester, 20th anniversary rock, rock and rule, uh, uh, extravaganza. It's going to be fun. Early show, late show. They're both sold out. I don't know what to tell you. You can check and see if there'll be, uh, tickets at the door. I don't know if there's going to be, uh, like, like last minute tickets. I don't know. I, I check, check Twitter. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll have, uh, We'll tweet about it. I don't run the Twitter anymore. I will politely ask the 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 young men who run my Twitter account to tweet about it. Pat and Jason. I'll ask them if they would tweet about it. If there are tickets. I don't know. We'll find out. But yeah, so this show's lucky to have a great audience. Enthusiastic. And everybody's uh, on the whole. Everybody's very nice. Very nice. Very, very, it's not, it's not mean. It's not people, uh, trying to bring everyone else crashing down around them. Good people. And I share that with the, uh, you know, we, we, with, uh, who has that is Chris Gethard has that. He has this. His show has very, very nice and supportive people. One other thing I share with Chris Gethard is uh, Fred from Honolulu, or as I call him, Front Runner Fred. 
I uh, ran into him earlier today. He was wearing an Astros jersey. And then I just saw a picture on his Instagram. He's got a uh, sign that says, because the Yankees just won, so I guess it's tied now. He has a sign that says, uh, here comes the judge. And I guess that guy's his hero now. What's his face? Mike Judge, the guy who hits the... Aaron Judge. Who do you think would win in a fight, Mike? You or Aaron Judge? You think Aaron Judge would win? A 24-year-old, six foot seven guy in perfect physical condition versus you. You think Aaron Judge would win? Say there's a uh, you. You have. He's got a fight with what he's got. His fists. You've been given three, no, six throwing stars. And there's 30 feet between you to start off. If you've got the six throwing stars, who do you think still wins? Him? He does? You don't think you throw one perfect throwing star? Okay. You've got a taser and the throwing stars. Who do you think wins? You think you'd beat him? Yeah, he's going to have a long reach too, though. You're going to like be ready to tase him and suddenly he's going to just like, you're going to be like, oh wow, your arm went out much further than I thought it would. And suddenly you've got the taser. Who do you think would win in a fight, uh, Mike? Pat or Joe Girardi? It's a tough one, right? Yeah. What about uh, who'd win in a fight? You and Pat versus Aaron Judge and that dude on the uh, Dodgers who looks like uh, ain't a cool news pervert. With that beard. Yeah. I mean, what, what, are, the, what are these guys auditioning for? Uh, the, the Leonard Skinner uh, movie? Yeah. Imagine how itchy that would be, that beard. Got to be with an itchy red... You got, first of all, you got red hair. It's a, it's a gift and a curse. Makes you, it makes you vulnerable to the elements, uh, the, the sun sometimes, and... Uh, Certainly looks nice. See, I'm complimenting people with red hair. That's nice, right? Think of all the great red head people we know. Uh, Julie Klausner, Ellie Kemper, right? Mike? And Margaret? And then that creep on the Dodgers. Who looks like the pervert from Ain't It Cool News. Him versus him and him and Aaron Judge versus you and Pat. Who do you think wins? You think they win? You have on your side a pitching machine that spits out baseballs at 80 miles an hour. But you got to aim the thing right. 
still them. You got a chance? Yeah, one, one, one. Right? Oh, enough baseballs. Half hour worth of baseballs. But the thing is, if they, if they, if they get to you guys and they get control of the pitching machine, then you guys are going to get hit by the baseballs. So, so be careful. All right, let's go to the phones here. Who's good? What's that? Line two. Line two. Line two at uh, 201-332-3484. Best show, hi. Hello, Tom. Oh, my goodness, as I live and breathe. If it is not the, 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 the Alabama hurricane himself, Jason from Huntsville, Alabama, the guy who embodies the best of the South, whether it be the qualities of a, uh, of a boss hog, all the heroes from the South, boss hog, foghorn, leghorn, Buford T. Justice, Buford T. Justice. That's how, even pretty, keel. People, people who are on the even keel. It's pretty much how it felt up here as a child. <laughs> Be like, oh, so that's what goes on down there. You say drive cars around and, uh, and the other thing, this boss Hoggy couldn't catch those two guys four in the morning. Can't catch them. You really? know where they lived. Yeah. He knows there's seven people in this town. <laughs> they live in one of the three houses in the town. You can't get him at four in the morning? Yeah, unbelievable. But that's how it was in New Jersey. You're just like, oh, okay, that's, I guess that's what goes on down in the south. <laughs> it's people driving cars all through uh, the backwoods. And be like, what are they running with moonshine? It's like, we have liquor stores up here. They don't have those down there yet? <laughs> they only have them in jugs? Yeah, we had we had dry counties down here. A dry county, which is a, yeah. a a county that it's illegal to sell alcohol. Yeah, I grew I grew up in a dry county. It is not dry anymore, uh, but I grew up in a dry county. So you'd have people running, like making moonshine. Well, and then running at one time you would have, but it, it, basically you had to drive thirty miles to the state to the county line. Yeah, that's like anyone who lives in the woods. Right. <laughs> I gotta drive to the liquor store. Yeah, that's, that's kinda how it works. If you're not near stores. Yeah. It might be like that. So let me ask you, first of all. Yes, sir. To what do I owe the pleasure of this call? Well, have, have you, I don't believe you've announced your, did you announce the topic yet? The topic which is compliments. Complimentathon 2017. Yes. And, uh, let me just say to you, I compliment you on your wit, your intelligence, and your decency. Not necessarily in that order. Is there somebody else in the room with you? No, I'm talking to you, oh. Jason. Oh, oh. I'm talking to you. 
Well, thank you. It's very kind of you. You left out my humility. I left out your hu. Yes, you're so known. I forgot how how you trumpet your humility yeah, to anyone. I won't let it be forgotten. <laughs> anyone who'll listen needs to remember that you are a humble. You're like it's like again. Not that I want to keep bringing up Leonard Skinner. Yeah, but uh, that song "Simple Man." Right. It uh, you know, it's funny. Your voice got you got your 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 your, your southern accent became more pronounced as soon as I started talking <laughs> about Leonard Skinner. Now you're like you, right. You conjured it. You yeah. Conjured it up. You're like yeah, right. <laughs> like because yeah. one, one second earlier, you're like yes, hi Tom. Oh, how are you? Hi. Now all of a sudden, it's like Leonard Skinner. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. No, uh, that song somehow eluded me for so much of my life. Then I was at a karaoke night in New Jersey. And some song plays. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. What song is this? Is this Leonard Skinner's song? And people, everyone at the bar is screaming this song. Suddenly I'm like, wait, I'm the only one who doesn't know Simple Man? And it's like, I don't, look, I understand the idea of wanting to be like a, like a simple in the way that you're decent and grounded. Like you, you operate from pure motives. Mm -hmm. But it's a weird thing to also revel in as well. And this is in New Jersey. I'm not even talking about the South. These guys are stupid. I feel a kinship between Alabama and New Jersey. You do? I will tell you that. Yes, I do. Okay. I think there's some similar uh, chips on shoulders. Yes, there are definitely chips on shoulders. Uh, but in, I think we have the, some of the same kind of chips. And your chips are driven by what? Well, who do you look? Who do you look as? You guys think you're just too cool for school. Like who, who, not even for you, but who in Alabama, yeah. who, who does the average person in Alabama think of and they're just like, oh, blank it's, thinks they're too cool. In for the, school. in the local, in the local sense, I would say Georgia. Okay. In a more literally global sense, like the rest of the earth. The rest, okay, yes. Yeah, it is like us against the earth. Versus earth. Yeah. Like, if there was a way to that Alabama could secede from Earth, they would consider it. They would consider it, yeah. Like, we came up with the technology and we will, the state of Alabama will, is going to levitate 10 miles above the land and be its own sovereign yeah. entity. Well, you know, that's why we brought those German rocket scientists here. Is to figure out a way to hook rocket yeah. boosters onto the corners of Alabama. Whatever, ever, ever, how we gotta get it done. Yeah. Operation yeah. Paperclip, y'all. <laughs> so, uh. So, but I, but I do think, I do think that we have some, I've, I've sensed a kinship. You know, there's, there's something about like, cause we're both like kind of the butt of jokes. Yeah. You know, New Jersey and Alabama. Exactly. See, I, I, I now, now, now it's coming more into focus, Jason. Now yeah. I'm seeing it because yes, it is. It's like you get people from New York like looking down. It's like first of all, 
You talk to some of these people. I remember one time this guy was like, New Jersey, he's making fun of me. New Jersey. And I said, I was like, wait, how long have you lived in New York? It's like, me, three years. Like, where'd you grow up? And he's like, Delaware. Like, Delaware? That's a rest stop. That's like the state capital is next to a Sabaros. It's like, it's like, it's like women's room. State Capitol, Men's Room, Burger King. <laughs> but look, again, I'm not putting Delaware down. It's a very nice, Bye. very beautiful state. Very, be- but just, but that's the thing. We're just like, oh, it's such an easy place to kick. Like you can just kick it. And people always think like Alabama. These, they they think it's just like it's a, a bunch of like rubes and and uh, and. Uh, what what else? What uh, mountain people, right? Right. And uh just that it's everybody's uh the you know, one person's worse than the next for a variety of reasons. And in New Jersey everybody's mobbed up or they're right. or they're just uh or they're crooked and they're it's just like or there's uh, there's just factories blowing filth into the air all the round the clock. And the thing is Yeah. You know where the the biggest factory I ever saw in my life is set up right as you leave Newark Airport and go toward Manhattan. There's this factory, and basically they could have filmed the Blade Runner sequel there. <laughs> it's like it's a, the size of a small city, mm-hmm. and it looks like a it looks like a dystopian future when you when you look at it. You see. Just buildings with smoke pouring out of the roof, and it's like everything's got lights, like going like, like on and off and on and off. It's yeah, it's the most depressing place on earth. But people land at the airport, then they drive to Manhattan, and they're just like, "Well, I guess this is what New Jersey is. This is what we heard the whole time." Well, you know what? You you remember in Planet of the Apes they had those scarecrows set up at the edge of the Forbidden Zone? Yes, I believe so. I like think to keep I to keep people out of their crops. See, New Jersey is beautiful. I've been there and I've seen some lovely parts of New Jersey. It's called it's, the Garden State. Yeah, it's beautiful. You think, think, think that you don't a joke? need those people? Let, let let the fact you need to leave the factory there is like a scarecrow. Yes, exactly. Keeps them away from the good stuff. Yeah, you need to have a bunch of guys in like. Track suits out there too. Yeah, like <laughs> that got guys in track suits selling yeah. TVs out of the back of, <laughs> out of the back of trucks. Just suspicious stuff. Just play it up. Yeah, play it up, and then people are like, "Let's get out of here. Let's <laughs> let's hurry out of here." Get AP Mike out there, right? <laughs> get him out there in front of the the uh, the the uh, the solar powered quick check. Yeah, this solar-powered quick check is, is, is really that's where you put the resources for solar power <laughs> into a thing that it's like they make sandwiches. That, yeah, not they, a hospital. Yeah, not a hospital. Exactly, not a hospital that can keep going through any sort of natural emergency. It's like all the dialysis machines are shutting <laughs> off. What are we going to do? Let's get all these people over to the quick check, and hopefully they're not slicing up. Uh, Turkey and Swiss sandwiches all day for people without food. We're going to need to hook these dialysis patients up to the uh, to the solar panels. 
So, yeah, it is. A, it's a funny thing. So I guess is that. So you think when they sing "Simple Man," Jason, mm-hmm. these, these, look, I call them shore trash. It was down the shore. Mm-hmm. I, I I lovingly call them shore trash because they grow up down the shore. Well, they are shore trash. They are. Well, yeah, but it's it, they got to be. This is what I'll say. They're not trashy people. Right. At all. Well, not not at all, but they're regular folk. Right. They're the kind of people Bruce Springsteen writes about when he when he's running out of ideas. When he's out of ideas, he goes to see karaoke <laughs> down and suddenly he's like, I don't, I ain't got no job and I'm singing karaoke at two in the morning at the Jersey bar. Everyone was singing Simple Man. So, yeah, they all got the chip on their shoulder. And they're yeah. not they are not trash. I see these fine shore people. Look, what would we do? Without these shore people, who's going to put the... Who's going to collect all the rings that get thrown in the bottle toss right. and gets put back into the buckets that for the... For the games, who's gonna who's gonna go to Costco and buy a seven dollar box of uh, Snickers bars and put them on the wheel the the wheel that if you're lucky it will only cost you seventy dollars to get a box of candy bars you could buy at a Costco eight minutes from the boardwalk. The offensive T-shirt market would plummet. Yes, how what am I gonna do without the shirt that shows? Uh, Donald Trump as the Joker and says, make Gotham great again. <laughs> That's Who, like Banksy. Those things aren't going to sell themselves. It is like Banksy. Right. If Banksy yeah. did that, it would be worth... Actually, that might be the first thing people are just like... Uh, yeah, sorry, Banksy. No one's buying this one. It's like, what? No one's buying my painting, eh? No one's got my make Gotham great again painting. This is bullocks. Blimey. What am I going to do? I got a million of these tings. Tings. They don't say tings. That's not a British accent. <laughs> so, Jason, how, how are things going? The, 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 uh, you are, as, as everyone knows, you're a huge, you're a huge, uh, college, uh, football fan. Well, I'm, a, not, not for here, I'm not. For here, I'm, I'm a very mild, anemic. Uh, college football fan, which means that any other part of the country, I would not be in danger of being committed. Yes, but here I'm a I'm a mere. Um, People aren't sure even if you like the team right, down there. Right. I don't. I will say this: I don't own any apparel mm-hmm. with you, the, of, of the team, other than other than a hat that belonged to my father. But other than that, I don't. I don't own any. You I don't, don't normally own... wear. People. People actually have their family photos made in their Alabama or Auburn gear. Like they're for real that they're going to put up on the mantle. I mean, that's not uncommon. Hmm. So they actually are walking, like they're walking the walk and they've got their... Oh, yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Huh. That's, uh... That's All part commi- of the chip. That's a commitment. That's a commitment. But you... Now, no, are I'm, you are you hoping that Santa Claus brings you uh, like a nice Alabama, like a what would you? How about this? It's Christmas yeah. morning. Yeah, you run down the steps, right? And you're just like, Santa was here. Santa was here, and there's a package to Jason from Santa. And you open it, and in it is a Alabama blood elephants. What if it was not a hoodie, yeah. not a fleece, a cape? A cape? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I love capes. Would you wear a cape? I'm, I'm already wearing it in my mind. Yeah, no. Did, <laughs> and, you, did you not Did you really not, not know that I love capes? I ha- That might have been in the back of my mind. <laughs> like, I'm very pro-cape. I want to bring the cape back as a fashion accessory. Then... But imagine this. You get your cape. Yeah, yeah. You're walking through Alabama. You see a a crime, right? Yeah. You prevent it. And then you you do not take credit for it. And then suddenly you are known as the blood elephant. I'm, I'm, you know, I've been wondering what to do in my life. I'm kind of at a crossroads. Yeah. Well, not anymore. You're not. Origin story. You're one cape away. <laughs> You're one cape away from becoming the hero that Alabama has been waiting for. Yeah. The blood elephant. It's the one they're going to get. It may not be the one that they yeah. need. No, exactly. You get the hero you deserve, and then you they're get just what you gonna, get. And they're just going to be like, "Wait, are we this bad? <laughs> we if we get the hero we deserve. Really? Yeah. We get the blood elephant." He looked a little winded after uh, he stopped that crime. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just tell you this: my my area of operation is gonna be pretty pretty small circle. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna mainly be in the the South Parkway area of Huntsville, yeah. Alabama. <laughs> so people aren't gonna be like, "Blood elephant, blood elephant, help us!" There's trouble, and you're just blood elephant's like, "Where where's the trouble?" And oh, then. Yeah, that- then it's like it's over. Here's like uh, a little out of my zone. It's like yeah, that's, like, past, that's, that's past Martin yeah. Road. I'm yeah, not going over like, like you're running a a pizza place or something. You don't deliver. <laughs> I have a delivery area. Look, I'm gonna meet. I'll meet you at this Sitco station. Yeah. Can you get the Can you get the criminal to to meet me halfway, yeah. right in the edge of my zone? And speaking of pizza and stuff, Studio's mm-hmm. not here this week. The other Jason. Uh, in my life. He's not here this week. So these guys out there, they're like, Mike's like, oh, since Jason's not here, the per person, the, like the amount per person can go up, right? 
Like, yeah, sure. And then Pat's like, whoa, what if we get a, and Pat, he's like, what if we get a big bucket of chicken in addition to pizza? I'm like, go for it. So on its way, there's a pizza pie coming and a huge bucket of chicken. Wow. And Martine is here tonight. And he's all excited. The last time he was here, Jason and was not here. And uh, Martine and Pat had their wing duel where the studio smelled like wings for <laughs> probably a good two weeks. It smelled yeah. like wings. But uh, I can't wait to see. Finally, I get to see AP Mike eat fried chicken, something I've <laughs> dreamed about my whole it's life. Tom. You know. It's been on my, uh, my bucket list. Your, chi- your chicken bucket my list. My chicken bucket list. My, or it could be on my chicken flage list. <laughs> which again, <laughs> when you, wa- when I watch that show, Chris Lee knows, Chris Lee knows best. Uh-huh. And he's a, a southern guy and him and his family are arguing about going to Zaxby's. And I always think of you. That's touching. Whenever I, I feel like I've been on for too long, Tom. Well, then if you feel that way, I'm going to say goodnight to you, I, and I'm just going to say... Can I say one thing? Of course you can. I want to compliment my cats. You, Your Pepe is your cat? My cats, yeah. Pepe's your dog or your cat? Pepe is a, is a dog Pepe's a who dog. has some cat-like qualities. Okay. But I'm, I'm, these are my cats, uh, Clover and Oreo. They're, they're good cats, and they... They enrich my life. Well, that's nice to hear. The ca- Clover and Oreo, great job. Yeah, for helping out. That's Jason. All, that was that was my compliment. And my... you're only a few months away from <laughs> Christmas morning, the birth of the superhero that Atlanta, that Alabama has been waiting for. Oh man, the blood elephant. That, that's the worst thing I ever heard. That's my crowd. I know. My- I figured it. Oh, I knew what it was. <laughs> All right, Blood Elephant. We will talk right. to you soon. You take care. Bye. 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 Oh, got one in there at the last second. Mike hates, uh, the Bayonne superhero. Captain Bayonne. You ever see him around, Mike? Not lately. Not lately. He's a guy who promotes physical fitness. Uh, by running, he just runs through Bayonne, which, to be fair, most people, if you're on the streets of Bayonne, you should probably be running. Shouldn't be. Oh, by all means, let, let your phone go. There. That's, yeah, I'm only doing the best show in here. That's, get your ring. Why don't you turn it up a little bit? Best show, hi. Hi, how's it going? It's going well. To whom am I speaking? Uh, my name's Mars, and I'm calling from Calgary, Alberta, in Canada. Mars is your name? Yeah, Mars Den. Yeah, like the planet. Hi, Mars. Okay. Mars. Hi, Mars. How are yeah. you? I'm doing pretty good, thank you. How about you, Tom? I'm okay. What to, to what do I owe the pleasure of this call, Mars? Well, I am calling with a compliment. That's nice. I'm uh, calling with a compliment for my... Best friend Madison, I know that she's having kind of a tough day today, so I, but she's a big fan of the show. 
So I just wanted to call in and say, uh, she's a really nice person, really good friend, means a lot to me, and she's a really talented artist, and I know she's going to uh, get everything figured out. Madison, we're all pulling for you. Unless you're a creep. Is Madison a creep? No, she's a very, very nice lady. All right. I just, cause look, I just don't want to be something. Yeah, and then Tom started telling this creep to get better. And they're all pulling for a creep. Oh yeah, absolutely. I feel you. We, we gotta watch our P's and Q's. <laughs> well look, I'm gonna say this. Madison, contingent on you not being a creep. We are all pulling for you, and things will get better. If you are a creep, you're on your own. Thanks, Tom. I'm sure that'll mean a lot to her. <laughs> you have a great night. And you as well. Bye. So, uh, yeah, so compliments. We're trying to talk about nice stuff tonight. Last week we complained. Tonight we compliment. What do you think about that? Mike, you have any compliments? Oh, you're still working on it. Yeah. Yeah, keep, keep crafting that compliment, Mike. Now I can tell you, I know it's not going to come, not going to come my way. He's going to, he's probably going to end up calling the, uh, the, the, uh, guy who dropped the chicken into the fryer and he's, my compliments to the chef. <laughs> Best show. Hi. Hi, Tom. This is Justin from Dallas. Justin, how are you? Good, good. Uh, first, I would like to confirm if my sound quality is okay with you. Sound quality is, is, uh, decent, yes. Okay. I have a few things I want to kind of go rapid fire with you real quick. Alright, let's hear what you got. Okay, first of all, uh, you may remember a couple of years ago, uh, around 2015, 2016, I called, mentioned I got the box set, and at the time I was working at a convenience store, and uh, I went through some, kind of some troubles, but now I am working as the shift supervisor at a three-star hotel here in North Dallas. That's good. Congratulations. And uh, I want to thank you and compliment you for always running a clean PG show that is work safe that I can listen to at night on the loudspeakers and I know nobody's going to get offended. Well, we try. We're trying here. We're trying, my friend. Now, uh, another topic I want to cover real quick. Yeah. I have a friend who I introduced, tried to introduce to the best show and he didn't really stick to it, but what he is a huge fan of now is actually AP Mike. Wait, hold, he is hold. an actual, actual truck driver. Hold and on. I know back, you like back to talk up about here. truck drivers. Back up here. So you are friends with a trucker. Yes, sir. You tried to get this trucker into the show. Yeah. And he gravitated towards AP Mike. Yeah. Immediately. That was who popped for him. Yeah. He loves AP Mike. We're actually uh, planning uh, to visit uh, Bayonne. And, uh, me and him are going to visit Bayonne sometime in the future. And he wants to visit AP Mike in person. He's just so ecstatic about it. Well, fingers crossed the trip, uh, the trip happens and the meeting happens. I'm actually going to plan on getting him a, uh, 
a uh, AP Mike picture. An AP Mike headshot, which uh, which uh, God help me, they're selling again. How many of those gold ones have you sold, Mike? Over twenty. These are the ones where Mike signs the same dumb headshot in a different colored marker and writes Hall, podcast Hall of Fame with this non-existent Hall of Fame that I made up on the show that he was inducted to a non-existent Hall of Fame. Although you can go to podcastholloffameusa.com. And he signs them, uh, Podcast Hall of Fame 2017 in a gold Sharpie. Charges to double. You've sold over 20 of them. I tell you. People say there is no money out there anymore. We got no money. You got no money. There's money. Mike's proven it. There's money. I tell you. We, we might be heading back to the three card Monty of America where it's going to be like straight up street hustles are back well I'm signing this one in a gold pen so it's double wait it's double for the thing yeah why well they're collectible limited edition how limited well, I don't know until my pen runs out unless I go buy another pen well look and naturally this truck driver the truck drivers who, uh, uh, I'm fascinated by truck drivers. They, they haul their rigs across the U.S. They, they pull into these places, fuel up, shower in the, in the, 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 the stall there. And then, uh, keep driving. Not nuts about these bottles I often find along the side of the road. They could do better with that, these truckers. You, you can't throw that away when you get to a, a, a garbage can. You gotta throw, I gotta, I gotta step on a, 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 a A&W root beer bottle. There, there ain't no root beer in there. Cause you, cause you don't want to stop your rig. And look, some people, they they drive. I think of them as the they are the last of the American uh, cowboys. They are they are the cowboys. They are the adventurers and the pioneers. And what would we do if they weren't driving truckfuls of fidget spinners from sea to shining sea? What would the the people in California do if they couldn't get any of their fancy New York fidget spinners? Thank the trucker. Next time you have your fidget spinner out, thank a trucker. So, your trucker friend was drawn to Mike. I should also mention, uh, AP and Mike was such a hit with my friend that we actually do a uh, tabletop gaming thing where we play Dungeons and Dragons. And uh, I added uh, AP Mike as an NPC, a bartender for uh, Mathis Tavern in our Dungeons and Dragons games. Mm-hmm. And it's just AP Mike at Mathis. Okay. And I I tried to portray AP Mike like uh, kind of how you portray him on the show. You know, just kind of 
you know, nobody plays the game like AP Mike kind of guy. And uh, half the people think he's the best guy ever, but a couple of guys mm-hmm. are just, were just immediately suspicious of him for some reason. Interesting. Well, if it's any consolation, whether it's the the people who who trust him, the people who don't trust him within this game, as soon as he heard that you played Dungeons and Dragons, he lost all interest in you. Mike thinks nothing of any fantasy elements of any creative endeavors. He hates anything like that, and he he thinks very little of you right now. Fair enough. And I'm not, I don't, I don't. And look, I'll compliment him. He's got, he's got great taste. Mike has great taste. He has he really, he's a extremely well-read person. He's got amazing taste in writing and books. And if you ever want to know anything about literature, a recommendation, you ask Mike. How's uh, that speaking for, of literature. Oh, hold on, hold on. How's that for a compliment, Mike? That's nice. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, speaking of literature, what? Uh, you're familiar with George R. R. Martin. I mean, everyone knows him for Game of Thrones, but he actually used to write these like sci-fi pulp novels. And I'm going to be reading one next week okay. called uh, "Nobody Leaves New Pittsburgh," and it's actually apparently pretty much him writing about his, his hopeless time growing up in Bayonne. And after I read it, I would like to call him to the show and kind of give you oh. Kind of what I thought about it. Yes, please. That'd be great. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Mike, oh. did you know about that, Mike? No, I didn't know that. He wrote a book that I guess is about Pit, about Bayonne? Yeah. How so? Mm-hmm. That it's a city full of zombies and. Those were his schoolmates. Mm-hmm. Those were his schoolmates. So, uh. I also want to compliment one of your fans, Mike. I. Uh. Compliments, right? Let's think about compliments. Think about what it means to compliment somebody. Before I get to this, you know, last week was, yeah, I was having a hard time last week. I'll, uh, I'll say it. A lot of thing, a lot of stuff was weighing on me. I came here, I'm doing the show and it's hard. And sometimes the things I complain about on the show, they come off a certain way. Like I, I, I don't know. They come like, I don't appreciate anything or I'm just uh, whatever. All I'll say Like yeah, look, I've uh, professionally not a great year, but you know what? That's far from what's going on in in my life, and sometimes that's what bubbles over, and that's the thing I can talk about. But you know what? I don't want to talk about it either. It's boring. So, look, is it boring to talk about me being cut out of a KFC commercial? I don't know. I would think that's not boring. That I filmed a KFC commercial with, I spent a day with Ray Liotta, dressed as Colonel Sanders. You tell me if you think that's boring. 
but I watched him develop that accent. And then when he would be, when he would flub a line, he would go back, he would start cursing in his nasally New York voice. Still looking like Colonel Sanders. Is that boring? Man, I thought it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I want to tell you all about what well, flubs the line. Mother, I'm trying to sing the bleeping line. Still looking like Colonel Sanders. So, yeah. I know. I'm trying. All I can say is I try. I'm a human being. I've been doing this for a huge percentage of my life. If I, if I get the balance wrong, I want to get it right. I want this to be fun. I don't want to come here and bum everybody out. I don't want to bum myself out. It's supposed to be fun here. Well, not just fun, but that's the thing. Not just fun. I, I got to be myself. If I'm having a bad day, it, it gets brought, it gets brought. There's never been some kind of phony baloney thing. I'm not, it's not Jay Leno. Where it's like, just tamping down whatever's going on. It's like, that's a, that would be a bummer. Personally, I'd rather take the, the bad shows with the good shows in terms of if I'm in a bad place and it gets brought on the air. Rather than me be some kind of phony. But that's not to say I can't try to be, have the show just be fun. Even when it's, uh, when, uh, things ain't in a good, uh, going good for me in any aspect of things. So yeah, whatever. I'm trying. I'm a person just like you. So look. Compliments. So think about it. That's the thing. Maybe you say nice things, it informs the things. You know, people use loaded words and they start putting themselves down subconsciously because they're using, like, they're, they call themselves names and they say things about themselves offhandedly, but they're very loaded and, and insulting to themselves. People do it to other people, obviously. But people do it to themselves, I think, on the subconscious level. They don't even realize how much they're just belittling themselves. And then that sets your thinking down a, down a very, very negative road. So I'd like to just maybe try saying some nice things sprinkled in with the funny things. And then maybe the mood changes and everybody's in a nicer mood too. I don't know. We're all figuring it out as we go along. Me, you. So yeah, so I go to the P.O. box associated with the the best show to get mail and then there's like a I notice there's like a sticker. There's like something on the box. As I as I go to open it. Like, what is it? A thing to say, pay your bill or whatever for the box? I don't know. 
but I, as I look closer, someone slapped a sticker on the box. They took a, they took one of the, uh, uh, the customs forms that have an adhesive on, on one of the duplicate sheets and they slapped it onto my box, onto the P.O. box. Well, that'd be one thing, but it's another thing entirely when I look and it's written in a maniac scrawl on the box, apmike.bandcamp.com. On the P.O. box, immediately scared me. I was bracing myself for some sort of duffel bag to be thrown over my head. Or some sort of, to feel a taser pressed against my back. I was sure I was going to be walked out of the post office. In some form or another. So this is what I'll say. Please don't do that. It truly scared me. I know you meant well. I know you're enthusiastic about it. I love it. I love the enthusiasm, and Mike loves the enthusiasm. He loves apmike.bandcamp. He loves getting the word out. apmike.bandcamp.com. He'll always get, he'll take it ten times out of ten. He'll take it. Doesn't matter how you get the, get the word out. He'll take it. So. apmike.bandcamp.com. The sticker thrown onto the the best show P.O. box terrified me. But you know what? You're excited. You think about your hero, A.P. Mike, and you just want to, you're, you're, you just, it's like you're testifying. Oh, that's a bad prospect. The church of A.P. Mike. You imagine. Oh. Oh. Best show, hi. Hello? Yes, hello. Hey, Tom. Yes, hi. Very good to talk to you. How are you tonight? Uh, I'm, I'm well. To whom am I speaking? This is Jake from Atlanta. Jake from Atlanta. What's up, Jake? Hi, uh, I just had one for the topic. What do you got? So I just watched the new, um, Patton Oswalt special that came out on Netflix today. And it was really good. The guy, you know, he's a, he's a great stand-up comedian, one of my favorite stand-up comedians. I feel like he gets better with every special and it was really good. It was, it was sincere. It was funny. It was, uh, you know, yeah. obviously he went through some horrible, some, the worst, the worst, he had the, he's had the worst time anybody could have with all the, wife passing yeah. away unbelievable Michelle. horrible tragedy yeah but you know he uh he talked about it he made it funny which is not easy to do no and i want and i wanted to compliment him on that that's great uh, yeah. it's a great i can't wait to see it i saw him do saw him do it live in some form i'm not sure if it's the same as what i saw but if if it's anything like what i saw it was unbelievable in how intense yes. and how he managed to find humor in in the worst thing ever. 
It was really great. And then uh, on on a lighter note, um, I wanted to compliment uh, Iggy Pop because uh, I got a chance to see him live recently. Yeah. Here in Atlanta, and it was mind blowing. So uh, so that I never thought I'd get to be able to do. And uh, he played this like festival um, in East Atlanta, and it was awesome. The guy's crazy. Yeah. He still can do it, huh? He really can, and not to like disparage other bands and stuff, but like he, he, you know, that's like the best show I've seen in a really long time. He blew like all these young bands out of the water. I love it. I love it. It was great. Still got it. He Sometimes still got it. you got to make sure you respect the kids who are coming up and doing their thing. Don't just get yeah. caught on some legacy uh, trip. Mm-hmm. But you got to respect the old timers also. Still fighting the fight. Cover yeah, all the I, bases. You're doing that. I got, I, yeah, I got nothing but respect for the guy. I mean, he's been doing it for, you know, 50 years or something. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, as a young musician myself, it's really, uh, you know, inspiring to see somebody, yeah. like, at the top of the game at his age. Now, who are you talking about? Eggy Pop or me? Who are you talking about? Oh, you too. And it, you know, I wanted to reserve a third. I'm throw up. I guess I'm gonna throw up. It smells like fried chicken. It's this place. It smells less like fried chicken at the the chicken the place than it does in here right now, because the chicken place makes fried chicken all day. They're used to it. This place went from not smelling at all like fried chicken to completely smelling like fried. Oh, hold on. Here comes Mike. God, let's get this over with. Yeah, there you go. He's eating that chicken. How's that chicken, Mike? Good. Is it good? Yeah, real good. How big's the bucket? Let me see how big the bucket is. A tray. Oh, you're disappointed because they brought a tray. Well, hopefully you can pull it together. <laughs> you know, I'll be praying for you. Oh, there you go. It's a tray. So it's literally, these guys ordered a the kind of like a almost a steamer tray of chicken. Glad to know wow. that's where the Patreon money's going. To a steamer tray of chicken. That's great. So what was the third was thing the you wanted to say, my friend? Oh, uh I, w- I just wanted to reserve a third compliment for you. Um Sweet. What do you and want for the say? best show. Oh, that's nice. What do you the want? The best show is my favorite show. Oh, that's nice. I appreciate it. It brings me joy every week. Oh, that's sweet of you to say. And and for my money, I think you're one of the funniest people alive. Well, that's nice. Thank you. I appreciate it. Look, I'm trying. I'm trying to be fun. Look, you know what I want to do? You get these old time, these people, they start getting soft, right? They start getting soft and start getting lazy. And I, I'm going to try to go the other way. I'm going to try to start making this thing weirder as it, yeah. as it goes on, right? Why not? Why don't we get, why, why not? Why not? Why should we get stodgy? Look. Look at some of these things where they fall into a pattern and then they never get out of the pattern. The set, it's in 1975, the second week of, of, uh, like, well, not the second week. Saturday Night Live fell into a thing where just like we do the thing and then the song and then the monologue and then the news and then the, it's like, if you're going to have a, a thing and look, they clearly are doing it well. They've done it forever, but you're going to do a thing. You also have the, you could do whatever you want with it. Yeah, you gotta evolve creatively. I'm gonna try to do whatever I want with it. And look. Yeah, 
You've earned it. If it's sure. me going out back into the other room and throwing up, because apparently now the show is, the studio is now uh, a, a, a Buffalo Wild Wings. I don't even think they sell that at Buffalo Wild Wings. That's not Wild Wings. They do you have wings also? There's wings also. The wings, the, this fried chicken smells so much. The wings are dwarfed this week. The wings don't have a stand a chance. My dog would come here and, and be like, "Yeah, no thanks. I know I'm a dog, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna beg off on that." Thanks for the call, my friend. No problem. So, my dog, Good and Poochie, sweetest dog ever. We get her from the shelter, and she's underweight, right? She's underweight. Because she was in a shelter for six months. She was on the street before that. They bred her for puppies, threw her out. Saddest thing ever. But somehow this dog, Good and Poochie, she holds on to her good nature. We get her. Immediately the most loving dog you ever saw. My pal. So look, then she's here. We've had her for nine, ten months now. She's been living the good life a little bit. Yeah. So she went past underweight to a little overweight. We talked to the vet and the vet's like, yeah, gotta slim this dog back down again. We know she was underweight. Let's go get her to find the middle ground. Okay. Very easy to do. So she's already on, she's on the road to, to getting where she should be, uh, uh. Then I, I get this groomer, right? Like, you want to get a bath. And I groomed out. This groomer sees her. Oh, look at you. You little, you, what did you call her? Oh, it drove me nuts. Oh, chunky monkey. Oh, look at you, chunky monkey. Oh, somebody's got to go on a diet. It's like, what? Don't say it to the dog in the, the, the dog voice. Say it to me. You want to say something like that, you say, hey, uh, just so you know, I see the dogs all, that's what I do is groom, uh, animals and, uh, looks like your dog is, uh, a little overweight. Could, uh, it's something you might want to, uh, talk to your vet about, about getting her, uh, it's like, yeah, no, we're already on it. Already on it. But you say, oh, look at you, chunky monkey. Look at you. You gotta go on a diet. You say it to me. They're saying the dog, the fun dog voice. Ugh. It's hurt, it actually hurt my feelings. My dog ain't no chunky monkey. Good and Poochie ain't no chunky monkey. Look, she's working on herself, just like the rest of us. We're all works in progress. Including Good and Poochie. Chunky monkey. Saying that dog, that fun dog voice. Oh, look at you, chunky monkey. My dog, the kindest dog. Heaping affection on this person. Oh, you know, but where's the compliment in there? She cares about my dog. That's it. She loves dogs. This person dedicated her life to dogs. 
and she's going around grooming them and she, she really cares about dogs that much. I could see that. She slipped up. She did something I was not comfortable with. It didn't sit well with me. That's fine. I can roll with it. She cares about the dog. Does she have room to improve? Yes. Could she say it to me like an adult? Yeah, she could. Did she? No, she didn't. Best show, hi. Hello? Hello, hi. Hi, I'm sorry. Don't apologize. Um, am I on? You're on. Welcome to the best show. What? To whom am I speaking? This is... Uh, sorry. This is... Ed from Washington, D.C. Ed. All right. I'm the guy that used to call in about uh, Bruno Mars. The guy who used to call in about Bruno Mars? Well, yeah. I don't I mean, think anyone ever did that. Uh, uh, maybe I dreamt it. Terrible call. Terrible. Take Mike's chicken away. You're in the penalty box for five minutes. You can't have chicken, Mike. Best show, hi. Hey, how's it going? That's going well. To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Ben, the mail carrier in Portland, Oregon. Ben from Portland, Oregon. What's up, Ben? Uh, I just wanted to pay you a compliment. Oh, that's nice. Th- th- thank you, because it's compliment-a-thon tonight. Why, yeah. why, what would you like to say? I just want to compliment that, that interview with Rebecca Sugar was really, really great. Really, uh... You got to know her a lot, and she seems so sweet. She's one of the nicest people I've ever met. Her talent is equal to her her uh, kindness as a person. She's in a, a truly great, yes. It really uh, inspired me to kind of reconnect with my creativity, and, you know, it's hard to do sometimes when you got a job where you're working all the time, and feels like you never have time for that type of stuff. But sure. really made me want to make some time and reconnect with that. So what have you been doing? Uh, opening people's packages and then playing around with the contents? Yeah, you know, the usual. Yeah. Like handling stuff, you know, chucking stuff. <laughs> sure. Torches. Yeah. Creative. No. You're being creative. <laughs> of course you're not. Being creative. Finding ways to be creative. Yes. Yeah, you know, it's. I just. I'm 26, and I'm just starting to feel like I, you know, I've never gotten really good at any one thing. Never had like music or art specifically that I've put a lot of my time into. Just been kind of. I've had jobs where I worked really hard, then I get really tired and go home and you know blow off steam and mm-hmm. don't get anything done. And just made me want to you know really go out there and get a craft learn something do it i agree it's what you should be doing find your purpose my friend it's hard man find your purpose. nobody said it's easy it's true do it okay uh, i was wondering are there any uh spots open on the angriest people list no we're not doing that tonight sorry ben no, not tonight. It's all yeah. compliments. Good nice, energy. Nice night. Nice night. Yes. Nice night. Well, that's good. Are we still doing a uh, Cattober? We might do it next week. I'm not sure yet. 
I got some vocal cats. All right. All right. Might well, be next week. Thank you for your, your weekly inspiration and, you know, keeping uh, me you're sweet to say that, through ben. the day. Thank you, Ben. You have a great night. Oh, look at you, chunky monkey. It's my dog you're talking about. It's good and poochie. She was like, yeah, her nails are so short. Yeah, it's because uh, we go, well, we walk around all the time. So our nails are short. This dog's working. You think she's sitting around eating bonbons? No. My dog ain't sitting around eating bonbons. Best show. Hi, is it Tom? It is Tom. To whom am I speaking? It's Oscar from Elgin, Illinois. How's it going? It's going good. What's up, Oscar? Uh, not as much. I just want to drop to you off two compliments. Um, first, first one is, uh, you know, since today is the NBA tip-off, I hope that your favorite team or player wins, and thank you so much for showing showing me new love of the game because there's moments where I just get tired of it, and then hear you complaining about it just gives me more love for it. Well, that that, that's sense. nice of you to say that you hope my favorite team or player wins. I hope I hope so too. Yeah, and the second one is also um, prog music. I never gave King Crimson a chance until you were talking about your experience in seeing them this summer. Yeah, they're the best. And I wish I had the time to see them. Uh, which reminds me, also, you never told uh, told us about uh, never, day two. No, I never did talk about day two. That's a great thing. I got to talk about day two of that when I saw King Crimson two days in a row. Thank you for reminding yeah. me that. Well, that's what I got for now, and uh, I'll be happy to hear that later, and I'll let you be. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, buddy. Okay. Bye. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. I'm going to play a record. This is from the new Hound record. It came out uh, this past week. Born Under 76. The name of the record, their third album, their best album. And here's a song called Two Horns from Hound.
All right. All right. Not two for Tuesday. Not two for Tuesday. Sorry. But that is good, though. And that's a good band, man. It's a good band. Good band, man. Two Horns. Born Under 76, the new album by Hound. Get it! Oh, what, what the? Who? I don't know what that means. All right, let's talk. Best show, hi. Oh, hey, um, hey, Tom, this is Eli from London. And Noah from London. D- and um, we just wanted to uh, tell you we've got one for the topic. But who is this? This is no- Noel and who else? Um, Eli, Eli and and Noah, 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 yeah, and um, we're twins, twins, and you're calling from London, we're actually calling from New York because we have just touched down in this wonderful city of New York, specifically for the very reason of coming to see your um, show. Hold on. The Sharpling and Worcester show. You're, you came from London to see the show? Yeah, we oh came boy. straight from London. Better start working on the show then. <laughs> Better figure something out. Who's this yeah, you know, we've been practicing our routine now for, you know, nigh on a few months now, so I'm hoping that your one measures up at this point. <laughs> so it's, we get it right? So it's you guys are twins. Are you, uh, are you still, do you still look identical? Some people don't think we're related, and some people ask us if we're identical as we're standing next to one another, which is quite complicated and confusing. And how has it been being twins your whole life? What's that been like? How has it been being twins our whole life? That is a really good question. You don't know um, any other reality. No, I mean, yes, no, the, all other realities for us are, yeah, non-existent, really. I mean, being twins is really good, you know. You've always, uh, our mum, our mum wanted us to write a children's book and it would be called When You're a Twin, You're Never Alone. Yeah, but we failed our mother in this. Yeah. She's very disappointed in us. She's disappointed in you, why? Because you didn't write your children's book? Yeah, exactly. There's still time. How old are you? You can't be that old. We're 23. Oh, no. What are you going to do? You're 23 and you didn't write your (laughs) children's book yet. Tom, life's coming at us fast. Oh, calm down, you jet setters flying, (laughs) flying across the Atlantic Ocean. To go see yeah. a show. Look, it's going to yeah. be a great time. We're, we're, are you going to the early show or the late show? We are actually going to the late show. Late show. Mm. The twins. 
twins at the late show, Tom. Twins at the late show. We're here for it. We're here for it. Do you ever feel like people treat you guys like uh, like uh, like uh, there's something not I don't say odd, but just just because <laughs> you know, it's not it's not. But I'm saying, do people ever what do do people ever make you feel uncomfortable about uh, being identical twins? Yeah, actually, yes. I think I think it freaks some people get really worried about the whole situation. I think it becomes kind of quite existential for people. But um, other people are fine. Other people are fine. Now, if you two, if Eli, you, and Noah got into a fight, who would win? Who would win that fight? Who would win the fight? Nah. Um, I think I, I think you're you're quicker and taller, but. Well, you're quicker. You'd you'd win. But I, to be honest, you know, it depends how many bystanders there were. Because after a certain number of people are watching, there's so, there's a sort of moral high ground situation. <laughs> and I think as a slightly taller twin, uh, I would really lose that. Yeah. You'd lose. Yeah. Well, look. Fingers crossed. You guys don't get into an argument at the late show on Saturday night, and we don't you actually find it. out. Which twin would win in a fight? <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, we're expecting you know a, a shout out for the sort of gladiator finale, maybe. <laughs> yes. Please let's let's all hold not hold our breath for the for the for the British twin fight at the end. Of the <laughs> maybe ask them to put that on somewhere on the sort of billing. Maybe people all could right. give people could. Uh, Money on which twin to win, and you know, <laughs> yeah, win. Now, this, win, is more, win. this is more of an AP Mike sort of thing. He'll uh, he'll uh, he'll actually turn this into a pretty good money maker. You guys will uh, it'll be like uh, the the Mayweather uh, uh, McGregor fight. <laughs> well, By the time uh, AP done. Mike and us can talk and get get a good business going. Maybe okay. we'll be here look, for a bit longer. Look for than AP. Talk. I want you to look for AP Mike at the at the show. Try to find him. We're actually thinking of visiting Bayonne. Mike? What's that? Mike said stay in New York. (laughs) (laughs) He would say that. He's trying to preserve the pristine quality of the concert. Well, look, guys, I look forward to seeing you at the show. And, uh, thank you for calling and welcome to America! Thank, thank you, you so much! We, we love the best show! We love thank the you, show! Man. Okay, goodbye. Look. It's gonna be. Yeah, get tripled to yeah. Remember when Fonz, Fonzie would always be like, yeah, get the, the, the triplets. It's weird. That's sick. Should be, should have been arrested. For that, what family is going to talk? Is it, it's, everybody's making out with some uh, hood? Some issues in that family, right? Sick, sick Fonzie. Best show. Hello, Tom. How are you tonight? I'm good. To whom am I speaking? Uh, it's Andy calling in from Brooklyn. Andy from Brooklyn. What's up, Andy? Um, well, first, I wanted to, on the topic uh, of uh, 
how other humans talk to Good and Poochie. Yeah. Um, as a dog walker, I a lot of times people do the little kissy sounds. I wonder, does that bother you too? People do that to, to Good and Poochie? No, that doesn't. Nobody does little kissies. Anyway, I, I feel uh, they cross a line. Um, anyway, where do I start with the compliments? I I, uh, I saw you at New York Comic Con at the Steven Universe panel, and uh, you sang beautifully. And it was oh, fun thank to you. Eat. That's nice of you to say. I was you were so you were at where was that the Hammerstein Ballroom? Is that where that was? Yes, uh, I think that yeah, the Hammerstein Ballroom. Where were you sitting? Uh, I was like first balcony. I mean, the, the, the Steven Universe fans, they're, they're, they're super passionate and I would yeah. have had to get there real early. Yeah. To get a good yeah they're seat. into it. Yeah. They're into it. And I, I'm ashamed to admit that I have not even seen the show yet. Even though I, I went to school with the real Steven and everyone I know loves it. But along with the uh, Rebecca Sugar's, uh, appearance on the, podcast I, i'm completely sold i gotta watch it it's just tricky because i can't watch it while i work it's so visual you know mm-hmm. sure you have a hard um, time you have, a, you have a, a hard time watching stuff well if i'm like working on my drawings and stuff mm-hmm. um it's sure. better if i'm having tv on in the background gotcha. i like to have you know something that i won't want to look at yeah like tmz uh, you ever watch tmz that's a fun show, right? <laughs> With the guy uh, peeking over the cubicle, yeah. Everyone hanging in that cubicle, and then that announcer who's just like, uh, he'd say a thing like, give me a celebrity name that I can do. I'm blanking on a celebrity right now. Uh, Alex Baldwin. And then Alex Baldwin goes, <laughs> today yeah. we're going to do a thing of Alex Baldwin. <laughs> Can you imagine being the engineer on that sitting as this guy does multiple takes on that? Oh. Today yeah. we talked we talked to Rihanna and she went through the Then some footage Rihanna, Rihanna. What do you think of the what do you think of Beyonce? And she says, Yeah, I like uh, I like Beyonce. So she likes Beyonce. <laughs> then they go back to the bullpen, and it's the biggest group of hacks you've ever seen in your life. And they say not unfunny things, and they all laugh. They all have signed some blood oh, yeah. blood oath to laugh at what the other one says. That way, if everyone laughs, then you're funny. Everything is hilarious on that show. It's the worst. Um... I also have, uh, I, w- I would like to check in on my progress, launching my podcast on my very own. Uh, I talked about it a few weeks ago with you. And what would the podcast be again? It's about these little creatures from the new Star Wars. Oh, that's uh, right. You're the guy doing the Porg cast. Yeah. I mean, not too many know- people know about them, and that's kind of why I'm doing it to raise awareness. But anyway, I thought... Um, there's something that directly relates to you and your show. I promise about this. But uh, so I was checking iTunes to make sure that I was the only podcast, and I see some other ones uh, had podcasts in the description. 
mostly like pop culture analysis type podcasts where they talk about they've seen movies and TV and stuff. Um, it's important entertainment, but one of them was called Three Beers In, and they also talked about... All right, take it easy. Uh, look, well, look, I don't, I don't know what, we're going to listen to you review the iTunes charts? <laughs> they were talking about difficult people. Okay, good. Yeah, it's a great show. They should be. <laughs> Let me tell you this, though. Let me tell you. You want to do a thing of some dumb Star Wars character? More, more power to you. Do I think it's a, a waste of time? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Sorry. But you, you, I'm trying to... You want to make it unique? This is what you do. Have the Porgs talk about New York's, New York Knicks frontman, Kristaps Porzingis. Oh man. I, I, I have a lot of basketball friends that I could have and talk about him. He, he's, he's, uh, New York's finest. So sure. then you call it this. Porg slash Zingus. I, yeah, I'm not sure what my target audience is, but that might get me an audience. Your target uh, audience. Your target, what, what, what are you, Donnie Deutsch? You figure you're market testing this? It's a dumb podcast. Either do it, either do it or don't. You know, you know the idea sucks. You're, you're now, but you're worried about your target audience? Well, I just wanted to say these other podcasts, they thought they came up with the dirty verse before you. Look, this show, but, comes, we, we've come up with so many things first here. I don't even keep score anymore. Are you excited for uh, Bad Mom's Christmas? I am not excited for it. Yeah, what a treat. I get to watch uh, Mila Kunis uh, to give Santa a lap dance. That's the first fun. one was actually pretty funny. Okay, it sounds like fun. Then maybe I'll see the second one. <laughs> okay, well, I'm excited to see you at uh What happened the, the first time you called and talked about this? How did it go? Um, you did not agree to be a guest on it. That's yeah, true. Well, that still stands. Uh, if you're talking about the poor guest. Yeah, I am. <laughs> All right, yeah. thanks for the call, bro. Goodbye. Get off my phone. Nice guy. A lot of dudes tonight. A lot of dudes. And look, I know No Dude Vember is coming up, and it is coming up. No Dude Vember, the month of November, where no dudes are allowed to call in. One full month. But we don't have to get all the dudes over with. Now. Bashel, hi. Hey, Tom. How's it going? Oh, it's going well. To whom am I speaking? This is Shane in uh, Austin. Shane in Austin. What's up, Shane? Nothing. I'm just sweating over some bolognese right now. Uh, I got one for the topic. It's a weirdly disgusting detail. Yeah, it's the truth. Yeah, it might be the truth. Doesn't mean it's not weirdly disgusting. You're sweating over some bolognese right now. I'm just cooking it up. Yeah, but who wants to eat it with you dripping your 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 perspiration into it? I'm Dobbin. What are you, Jake Paul? No. Go ahead. What do you got I'm for Dobbin. me, Shane? Go, go, okay, go ahead. Uh, I'd like to thank Ron Howard for uh, his new uh, Han Solo movie coming up with the title. 
after a long, long time production, he came in about three quarters of the way through and really cleaned up shop. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he just here comes the uh, here 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 comes the 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 the, the you know Johnny Law just rolled in <laughs> to straighten the thing out. Yeah, I'm sure he had a, a big say in the uh, last. 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait to see what role uh, what role Tom Hanks plays in Star Wars. Well, what's he gonna, gonna what's he right? What's it? What's he gonna do? A young, uh, right? A young Snoke. Yeah, some type of uh, new character, an older one. All right, go get to the get back to your sauce. Uh, so I just added some nutmeg. Got the tomatoes. Get off my phone. What is this? Well, it sound like emerald, like I. Speaking of food, I listen now. Now I regularly listen to this Hamburger Men podcast. Apparently, I'm now a fan of it. I listen often when I take Good and Poochie on a on a walk at night. I'll put it on my phone and we'll walk around and listen. Those two guys. I don't think those two guys like each other. It's two guys, Mark and Mark. And they just, they're always arguing. Do they actually, does anybody know, do they actually not like each other? It's always like, the one guy, the one guy's, one guy's always saying, well, you know, we checked out the mouth taste on these chicken McNuggets, and it has a, and the, the other guy's just like, shut up, what's, uh. look, I like the, I like the show, I like it. I listen to every episode now. They sounds like they don't like each other. They're arguing about tartar sauce, which uh, the tartar sauce was tangier. Johnny Rockets. Come on, guys. Like each other. Look, I'm here with these guys. I love all of them. I love Mike. I love Duty. I love Pat. I love Martine. They're all is my crew. I love Marsha. I love everybody working on this show. Who else? Brendan. Everybody. Terry T. Everybody who... Does their part to keep this thing on the air. Amy. Everybody. Whole team. Love your team. Hamburger men. Love your team. Besho, hi. Hi, it's uh, Todd and Saskatoon here. Todd got, and... Uh, got... Hold on. Got... Hold on. Okay. Todd... In Saskatchewan, have you never heard me do this before? Is this literally? No, I, I literally haven't. I've, I've never listened to the show. Okay, goodbye. Wait, why'd I hang up on a new caller? I've never listened to the show. I shouldn't have hung up on that guy. Call back, Todd. Best Hello? show, hi. Hi, Tom. This is Jonathan in Vancouver. Jonathan in Vancouver. What's up, Jonathan? I've got one for the topic tonight. Compliment-a-thon. Uh, last- yeah, last night I watched this really excellent horror movie directed by David Cronenberg, and Jeremy Irons' performance in it was really Oscar-worthy, but uh, he never got that many plaudits for it, unfortunately. Now, what movie are you talking about? Dead Ringers. Oh, Dead Ringers. Yeah. Look, I admire David Cronenberg. I don't want to watch those movies, so... I'll watch them once. Yeah, they're they're great movies that I never have any urge to watch a second time because yeah, they're a no. little disturbing. Exactly. Yeah, it's like look. Have you seen Eastern Promises? 
No, I didn't. I went, I went to see Eastern Promises. I was sitting in the theater and then my phone rang and my friend was just like, Hey, you want to, you want to, uh, you want to, uh, I'm in town. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to get my money back on this movie. It didn't start yet. Then I'm sure it went up to the box office and, and wove some the, the tale that the, the, the David Copperfield would be like, it's a little long. Right? So I could get my money back for a movie that didn't start yet that they don't care. So I did not see yeah. it. Well, I, I, I'm working my way through his discography and I think it's all, I think it's all great. His filmography. Filmography, you're right. His discography. Could you imagine his music? Oh. Right? It'd be pretty nerve wracking. What would his albums sound like? What if his records, though, were just kind of like, well, first of all, you're a Canadian guy, and he's Canadian, so is he, is he, is he, do people idolize him there for being a, a fellow Canadian? I think he's, I think he's a great Canadian filmmaker. Does he still live uh, top, in Canada? Top five, certainly. Is he still a Canadian, uh, uh, a resident? I believe he lives in Toronto, yeah. Well, that, that's great. I love that. I look, I would, I'd live in Toronto if I could. I love it in Why Toronto. Why don't you? Because I live in New Jersey. It's where my, my things are. Yeah. I didn't always live in Canada, but, uh, I'm very happy here. Where did you live before Canada? Georgia. And what made you move to Canada? School. School. Right. Yeah. School tends to do that. Makes people move. Name your top five Canadians. Let's see. Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Uh, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Yes. Okay. Number are these in order? No. Okay. Mike Myers, Ryan Gosling, who else? David Cronenberg. David Cronenberg, yes. Who else? Uh, Howard Shore. The composer. And, uh, Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Hmm. Like all those people. Mine might be a little different than yours. Go on. First of all, where's uh, Neil Young? I haven't really been heavy into Neil Young's music. That's just from lack of exploration on my part. Okay. Then where's Joni Mitchell? I'm, okay, I'm going to write that one down. Joni Mitchell. Right. Wait, what are you, fielding a, a football team? Can't have, can't have a lady on the squad? Come on. You can put Joni Mitchell on the list. We don't need no piece of paper from the city hall. Right, Mike? What's your favorite Joni Mitchell album, Mike? Blue. Okay. So... Young man, who else is on your list? Those got Neil Young. Mine would be Neil Young, Joni Mitchell. Then look, you can put Mike Myers. You can put some SCTV person on it. I'm trying to remember who's the guy who runs SNL again. No, not Canadian. him. 
Not that guy. Lorne Michaels? Why'd you put him on a list? Was he ever... Well, written? he wasn't the... No, I'm just trying to think of the He's a, he's a manager. Put John Candy on the list. Right? Where's John Candy? Where's John Candy? James Cameron? No! Denis Villeneuve? No, put What's-His-Face on. The guy who did, uh, put, you know, Guy Madden. Right? You know more about Canadian culture than I do, Tom. And then Damien, cap it off with Damien. Not even Damien. Sandy from Effed Up. How about them apples? Sorry, Damien. You're number six. Yeah. Your own backyard. You don't know two things about it. What about Nardwar? You a big Nardwar fan? I've seen him around at record stores, actually. Well, I'm going to say this. Next time you see Nardwar at a record store, you tell him Tom says hi. No joke. I will. You tell him. That guy's awesome. I love that guy. He's a Canadian treasure. He's just a treasure. He's not even a Canadian. He's a treasure that happens to come from Canada. He should be on money at this point. He should be. Queen Elizabeth on one side, Nardwa on the other. That would be great. The only problem is nobody would spend the money because they'd just be staring at it all day. It'd be too valuable. All right, you have a good day. So I went the other day. What are the four saddest words in the English language? Some people have debated this since the beginning of time. I think I've figured out the four saddest words. Mike, Pat, any ideas? Get off of me. That's pretty sad. Yeah, that, that actually might win. Well, I guess I'm not talking about this then. That actually is worse than what I was going to say. Okay, that's uh, mine. Is more. What's the, what are the most four in in terms of being pathetic? What are what are the four words strung together that add up to be the most pathetic statement you could make? Ideas now. Well, I'll tell you what it is. One. Four, laser, Floyd. Which is what I found myself saying on Friday night at the box office of the Count Basie Theater in beautiful Red Bank, New Jersey. One for laser Floyd. Because laser Floyd was in town. What's laser Floyd? Well, first of all, I didn't know it was laser Floyd. I thought it was like some Pink Floyd... There's these bands that tour around and they, they, they do a thing and they build the wall, but it's small because they're playing smaller places and they got, I guess, a smaller pig flying over the crowd. So they're at Red Bank. It's like Pink Floyd spectacular. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm right nearby my, uh, beautiful wife says, go to the, go to it. Go. Enjoy yourself. I will. So I'm like, yeah, I will. So I go. And I get there and I see it says Laser Floyd. It's like, I thought it was the Pink Floyd Spectacular, not Laser Floyd. Fine. One for Laser Floyd. So I go in. It's Red Bank Theater. It's packed. Packed out. 
This is a decent sized theater. Packed out for Laser Floyd. They hand these like, oh, these are the glasses to wear for the first half. These are the glasses to wear for the second half. Oh, this is exciting. So I sit down in the theater. And I still I still wondered if there was any element that was like a band in this at this point. Because the picture on the ad had like a band in it. So then I sit down. Just like every Pink Floyd thing on Earth now, it starts with beginning at Dark Side of the Moon. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Boom. So I put the glasses on. And then they burn their way through Dark Side of the Moon, making some pretty, pretty, uh, pretty severe edits in the thing. What, 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 we got, you got to be somewhere? I wanted to say the laser man. Hey, laser man, what, you got to be somewhere? You're in a rush? You got to cut half a time out? Cut, they cut, they cut so much of the stuff down. And the laser stuff is, uh, fun, right? Look, some of it's really cool. Some of it, I think they've been, uh, playing the same laser routines for a while with some of these things. I have a feeling some people in 1987 saw some of the same laser stuff I saw the other night. Guy's not updating the lasers like like uh, like he should. And the lasers are going off. And now look, I got the glasses on, so it's kind of in 3D, right? Lasers are going up in your face. And some of the stuff looked amazing. Then they're projecting stuff on the screen, and then they got the lasers going off. And then, then they start playing uh, Wizard of Oz. And they're playing. You know that song? Great gig in the sky. Hold on. Yeah. Karaoke version. Great gig in the sky. Only 5,190 views. Not a very popular karaoke number, apparently. And I'm about to tell you why. What, am I supposed to say this stuff? And I'm not frightened of dying. Anytime. What am I going to do? The dumb voice? The sound clips? 
you imagine somebody's a karaoke in front of a room and they start reading the things that are like the audio clips dropped in on that? No, that's not happening. But what I can say would happen if I was a karaoke and this song was playing, it might go a little something like this. Karaoke place pulled the plug. What? I just started. There's four more minutes of me doing that. That's the best karaoke song to do in a public one if you want to bum people out or ruin the mood. So, uh, yeah, so the lasers are going off for that. They're playing Dark Side of the Moon and they got the lasers going over the top of Wizard of Oz. So then, then they eventually play Wish You Were Here with the lasers. And the lasers are blasting up in your face, but projected behind it are just like some dumb videos and stuff. So as it's Wish You Were Here, partway through, pops up on the screen a picture of Sid Barrett. Wish you were here. Everybody cheers. Then, the late great Pink Floyd keyboardist Richard Wright, he pops up. Wish you were here. Okay? That covers all the dead people in Pink Floyd. What's gonna, Jim Morrison. What? Picture of Jim Morrison on the screen. Now these people in this theater, I'm like, at this point, I'm like, what? Was this just a tribute to music? So then this audience, and this audience was not very smart. No offense. I love you, Red Bank. The, I don't know. The Venn diagram between this audience and people with uh, active library cards, uh, not so much. Cause they're hooting and hollering like it's a, like it's happening. They're screaming. Like they finished playing, they finished playing money. These people are screaming and cheering. It's like, you know, they're, you know, this band doesn't exist anymore. And they're not here tonight. And you're hooting cause the guy hit play on a record player. And then turned on the same laser setting that he's had going since 1982 on this thing. So Jim Morrison pops up. They start hooting. Then suddenly, who else? Then, then Jimi Hendrix. They start hooting and screaming. Jimi Hendrix. Then, Janis Joplin. They're screaming. Now it turns, now they're like, oh, they're just going to run this all night now. 
pictures of dead rock stars. So now it's a hooting contest. John Bonham. John Lennon. Bob Marley. Jerry Garcia. Alan Lanier from Blue Oyster Cult. I swear. They, whoever's running this laser show must have had a gripe, a gripe with this guy. Cause they put his picture in the thing at the point where it was meant to hurt someone's feelings. To hear the audience go, who? Cause he strung together John Lennon, J- J- like John Lennon, John Bonham, Bob Marley, Jerry Garcia, then Alan Lanier of Blue Oyster Cult. Like that was meant to make his family hurt when they sit at the Laser Floyd show. Then they started playing like current Pink Floyd, right? That song. On the turning away. I'm like, yep, I'm out of here. Goodbye. And I got up. I just was like, excuse me, pardon me, pardon me, excuse me. Yeah, I, I got to get out of here. I'm not going to watch this set to lasers. Yeah, so Red Bank. And then I saw, uh you know, Kevin Smith has his, uh, his store right there on the main drag. Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash, which is a comic book, huge comic book store. And then I get home and I start watching that comic book, man. I'm like, let me throw an episode of that on comic book, man. And I tell you, this Kevin Smith, the racket this guy strung together. This is like the, the mafia doesn't have rackets going the way this, the way the racket this guy's got going. Puts a picture of Superman on it. It's like he's got these four these four meatheads working at a comic book store, and him sitting there talking for ten minutes tops. It's on TV. It's on like the eighth season. It's on been on forever. I tell you, when the racket falls, I tell you, it really is. It's like he is a pet rock. It's like he is physically a pet rock. Kevin Smith. It's not like he's selling pet rocks. He's selling himself. He is the pet rock. But I like Red Bank. They got this thing, Yestercade. And I'm done. I'll tell you this right now. This Silver Ball Museum. The owner of that place always looks sideways at me. I plugged that place for years. You know what? More power to you. I'm plugging Yestercade now. It's got video games and pinball machines. Very nice. Very nice, Yestercade. I went. I had a great time. It's fun. All these old video games in perfect shape. All great pinball machines. I'm pro Yestercade now.
Not that I'm anti-silver ball. I'm just pro-yestercade. Who's on the hotline, Mike? What? Best show, hi. Hey, Tom. I just wanted to thank you for the compliment. This is uh, Sandy calling from Toronto. Oh, my goodness. It's Sandy from the band Effed Up. <laughs> you. Hello. Hi, how are you? How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. It's so nice. You are the bassist for one of my favorite bands, Effed Up. And... You are also my top five Canadians. I'm so honored for you to say that. Thank you so much. You're such a sweetheart. Well. But yeah, you're doing, yep. You earned it. You earned it. I was going to put Damien in, but I'm just like, he's sixth. (laughs) Make him sixth. Right? For once. Yeah. For once, one of the people holding an instrument in effed up (laughs) gets a little more shine than Damien. Well, don't worry. I won't let him know. Oh, I'm sure he'll never find out. This, yeah, this won't, this won't get back to him at all. Now look. Well, he was the one that, he was the one that turned me on to the best show, so. Look, I, uh, hey Damien, how's it going? Yes, yeah, look, I love Damien. Of course I do. So what's going on? What's going on, Sandy? What are you up to? Well, uh, I'm just actually on Toronto Island right now. I'm I'm renting a studio space, so I'm just uh, working on some stuff right next to Lake Ontario here, and uh, it's peaceful. And um, yeah, getting getting some work done, working on baselines for the new fucked up record. Okay. And uh, let's say effed up. Let's is- let's try to say effed no, up on the show. <laughs> we try, we try to keep it. I know it's the name of your band. Yeah. You could swear, right? It's, yeah. But we new, try new to keep it up record. No! Coming. No, it's the opposite of that. We try to keep it clean. Oh, okay. So I was right. I said effed up. No, you said the other one twice now. It's no, a... I did not. Oh, I you did. I you... censored myself the first time, mm-hmm. and then I thought you t- and uh, I thought I didn't have to then. Somebody might be sliding down my favorite Canadians list. Uh oh! Look, right, look who's okay. mo- look who's moving up the list now. Joe Flaherty. I was going to say you forgot to mention Leonard Cohen. Yes, Leonard Cohen, of course. But I didn't want it to all right? be old old people either. True, true. I didn't want it to be Neil Young and Joni Mitchell and Leonard Cohen. What about Jim Carrey? Yeah, he's fine, but he's not one of the top five. True. Did you see that video that came out uh, of an interview he did where he kind of talked some realness to a, a fashion reporter? No, I didn't. I saw his painting video, though, where he was, like, painting all the time. Oh, I didn't know he painted. Yes, he's um, a big painter I, I, now. But, no, there was a, uh, some sort of uh, red carpet event for, uh, like, some fashion event, and... The woman was asking him, you know, how he was doing and what he thought of everything. And he was going on about how it was all meaningless and none of it mattered in, in any way, in any shape or form. And she she was just, like, gobsmacked. She didn't know how to respond. But, I mean, I'm with Jim Carrey on this. Like, a lot of things are, are like, meaningless. 
yeah, it's a lot of things are meaningless and superficial, and you gotta just—it's okay to have superficial things around. You just gotta try to have some some deep things, also. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's a balance. But I mean, you know, him being on a red carpet and in the fashion world, I'm sure maybe was a little bit uncomfortable. And I mean, pretty superficial. But uh, I don't know. I hope he's doing all right. I think he's doing okay. I'm not going to worry about yeah. Jim Carrey in the scheme of things. I think he's doing just fine. Yeah. With his well, yeah, I want to co- billion dollars. I want to, yeah. I want to compliment you, though, for being oh. an amazing radio show host. Oh, that's so nice. See, Putting on is... a great show, man. Thank you oh. so much for entertaining. Oh, Sandy. Everybody. You're the best. I am just a mirror reflecting your own greatness back to you and i hope i see you soon when will i see you I when see when's the band well, back you know new album will probably come out next spring so i'm sure i'll be back in uh in new york all right probably next springtime or so and when i do i'll, I'll give you a shout i can't wait thank awesome. you my friend i will talk to you soon okay okay see you all later right. bye that was nice sandy from effed up nice the stars come out. All the people make things I like. That's that's a nice thing the show does. It when people I like like the thing. You can't beat that. Best show high. Hey Tom, this is Dan in Oklahoma City. Dan in Oklahoma City. What's up, Dan? Not too much. I have a compliment to pay to you. Mm, let's hear you, it. You uh inspired me to do something really good for myself and you got me started on seltzer oh that's nice that's a good thing a couple weeks ago i i cut out all my sugar and all my uh, artificial sweetener and i was sitting around going what am i going to drink now and i remembered how much you you were big on seltzer and i tried it i realized the only thing i really liked about drinking all the cokes and stuff was the bubbles yeah it turns out that might be your favorite part of it and that the syrup is like heavy and and uh bums you out. It gives you a headache. Oh yeah, yeah, it weighs you down, man. So, you know, it, it I'm feeling better and uh it's something that uh thanks to you for that. Well, my friend, you have a great night and right. I will talk to you soon. Alright, say hi to Dougie I don't know who I was supposed to say hi to. The Saturday, two shows, Murmur Theater, Sharpling and Worcester, live. Early show, late show, both sold out. Has anybody been tweeting any compliments, uh, uh, Pat, that you've seen that might be worthy of the Kurt Weill, Courtney Barnett tickets? All right, okay. Wish you were here, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. And there were people doing that whistling thing that, that Phil Jackson, like that fingers in the mouth, that wee, 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 like, like whistling loud. These people were into it and good for them. They want to have a nice night out, scream at a thing. I don't know, who, who am I to shatter the illusion of that? 
How much were the tickets? 30. Look. Well, that's, that's a little bit, that's kind of, that's fair. Guy's gotta pay Pink Floyd for the song, for the records. He's not just doing it on his own, he's got the logo, he's got everything. You don't think they're coming looking for their, for their, uh, their cut? They did have shirts. I almost bought a shirt. I thought it would have been the funniest shirt to have a Pink Floyd, a Laser Floyd shirt. I'll tell you though, man, we gotta figure out some laser stuff for other bands. Right? You know who would be good for lasers? Nah, I'm not gonna say it. But a laser program. My friend Simon knows who'd be good for lasers. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Why don't you send in, is, 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 uh, my friend, uh, Christopher here? Let him come on in. Send Christopher in. Doesn't smell like chicken anymore in here. I can imagine the, can you imagine the grease that's pouring out of your guys' pores? I can only imagine. You can sit in that blue chair over there. Why don't you put some headphones on? You can hear what callers have to say. So, yeah, so look, I go to the thing. I should have bought a shirt. Laser. Some of the laser stuff was nice. But some of the things look like the dude programmed it back in the the, the TRS-80. And he's still just hitting play on the thing. I don't know. That's what I need to get. My la- Where's my laser Floyd? This dude's cleaning up, moving from town to town. And between sets, he was like, All right, is everybody having fun with laser Big Floyd? Remember, we got t-shirts out in the lobby. All right. Don't shatter the illusion. Got to know it's one guy. Is he driving around in a pickup truck? Station wagon driving from uh, city to city with his laser get up? Boom. Best show, hi. Hi, Tom. How's it going? It's going well. To whom am I speaking? Uh, Jason from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. A lot of Canada tonight. A lot of Canadian calls. What's up, Jason? Not much. I was actually uh, just calling in with a compliment to all the Canadian callers. Uh, we had a really strong showing tonight, and uh, I think you have a lot of fans in Canada, and more people should call in from Canada. I love it when they do call in from Canada. <laughs> How are things in Toronto tonight, my friend? They're all right. I'm just uh, working away, finishing up soon, so uh, what looking are you forward doing? to that. Well, 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 what are you working on? I work at my gym. I just uh, clean it after hours. So you're, ugh, you're hosing down the equipment? Not hosing it down, but you're... <laughs> Mopping, sweeping, vacuuming, you know. A lot of, dr- lot of drippings all over the place? Uh, Yeah, kind of. Like, I work at a martial arts gym, so it can uh, get pretty grimy, pretty sweaty. Mm-hmm. Got to keep it clean. Do you also do martial arts? Do you study martial arts? I do. I train jujitsu. How hard would it be for me to learn jujitsu? Two two part question. One, I want to learn jujitsu, but only to the point where I can knock someone's block off. 
And I understand, um, well, I, I understand sorry, that it go goes against the philosophy of it. But if you just wanted to show me just the, just the, the, just the dirty stuff, like leave the well, other stuff, we can just, I'll look, I'll catch up on the whole, the whole thing where it's a thing of, for you, the self and all that. I'll catch up on that. Just show me how to knock someone's block off. Well, it'd be, it'd be hard with jujitsu because it's grappling based. I mean, I could show you how to choke someone unconscious pretty quick, but uh, mm. if if that's up your alley, we could do that on day one. What if I wanted to learn a spin, do a spin move? Well, see, now I'm thinking I'm just trying to do some Street Fighter move. You ever notice on Street Fighter, they're not in any streets really, right? The game Street Fighter. <laughs> Yeah, not really, no. It's like back alleys. It should be dock fighter is what it should be called. Half the stuff takes place on some sort of shipping wharf. (laughs) Wharf fighter would not have been as, would not have had the hook that they were looking for. Right? Yeah, I I think that'd be a tough sell. Yeah. Who do you play if you were to play Street Fighter? You sound like a Ken. Um, I mean, I'm Canadian, but I, uh, I usually go with Guile, the, uh, the American army guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty good. I think that's fought outside an aircraft carrier. Oh yeah, right? absolutely. A lot of war fights. Dock fights. Uh, who, who would you be? First dude. Whatever his name is. Ryu. Ryu? Ryu. Yeah. Look, I got places to go. I just hit the first yeah, button. Just- just want to get down to business. Yeah. So, so it's a great, it's a, a very healthy, uh, uh, very esteem building imagery, uh, for the, for people trying to learn about other cultures as well. Uh, Street Fighter. Right? Oh, for sure. Yes. Brazil, for example. When you fight this animal. <laughs> this half <laughs> a green human, animal. Yeah, this half human animal. Or India, perhaps, where you, Fight that guy who seems to kind of be bringing a incredibly few, long limb. stereotypes. Just does yoga. Yeah. Um, Hitting all the stereotypes. Yeah. Except for one. Which is? Car smashing. <laughs> that's, that's universal. That's the dumbest thing I ever saw in my life. Because I went to that yesterday and I haven't played Street Fighter, the actual arcade game in a long time and I was like playing it and suddenly I'm like oh wait I forgot I have to smash this car for bonus points <laughs> so st- stupid imagine that's your car you come back you see some you see uh, Ryu's kicking wait my car what happened yeah some uh street fighter just smashed it to pieces sorry dude sorry it's a bonus round yeah sorry your car was a bonus round well, look, I'm not going to worry about this fighting. I'm just going to deal with things the way I've always dealt with them. With my charm. Nice. Gets me out of fights. You right? definitely have a lot of that, sir. Well, you're sweet to say that. And, uh, Jason, I hope to see you soon. Absolutely. You should, uh, you should come back to Toronto. I, uh, missed the last time around, so, uh, oh. you and John should come back soon. We will. Bye. Yeah, Street Fighter. You see that movie Snowman is coming up? The Snowman. 
Like, they're running these commercials because I guess, I guess it's something like, this film has not yet been rated. Oh, gee, I wonder what rating this is going to get. Everyone's head's getting chopped off and replaced with a snowman. What are we, you guys fighting over PG versus PG-13 still with snowman? It looks like the most gruesome movie I ever saw in my life. This film has not yet been rated. Yeah. You think we could get to, I'll, I'll, hey, I'll cover it. I think I can field this one. R. I don't know if the body's in the snowman, if they're just slapping a snow head on top of a decapitated body. Mike, there's only one way for us to find out. Two for the snowman, please. Two for, no, or no, it'd be like this. I'll be, this is how we both figure it out. I'll say one for the snowman, please. Very sad. Michael say, do you have the snowman yet? In the parking lot of the Dwayne Reed. Do you have the snowman yet? Or Medea Boo too? Man, I could use some of that. That snowman money. Right? This is hard to write some six. Like, I didn't even like that. So I tried watching this American horror. So, well, who's that for? Who's that for? You got really got that gaping void in you? They, yeah, they slash people's... What? I don't know. I can't deal with the violence anymore. As I get older, I can't deal with the violence. It's not entertainment to me. It's weird. I think at this point, the only violent thing I enjoy would be like John Wick is still... And maybe even this... Uh, John, I might even be running out of steam with that. I don't know. The violence don't do it for me no more. I don't know. Don't do it. I like a good time. I like, you know what I like to do for entertainment? Sit back and watch Friends. Who clapped? Out there. No, because what I do is a lot of time I'm working at home. That's right. Jealous much? And, uh, I'll, I'll have the, the, the boob tube on in the background. For a little bit, at least. And then I, I was, I've never watched Friends, really, in my whole life. And I was like, yeah, it's not leaving Friends on. Look, I'm not saying things are going south for me, but I found myself at the point where I'm saying to people out loud, you know, Matt LeBlanc's actually a pretty funny, uh, thing with the, I never saw a show where actors worked harder to make bad material come to life. They, they should be on Mount Rushmore, the work they were doing with the dumb dialogue and scripts. Besho, hi. Hi, Tom. How are you? Oh my goodness. I know who this is. Yeah, it's Avalanche Bob. How are you, Tom? This is Avalanche Bob, the rock legend. Avalanche Bob, the the guy who has been at it for longer than you've been at it. He's still doing it too, right? Yeah, Tom, the reason I'm calling, I told you the show for Halloween, it's been changed. He changed the date to November 30th because he okay. wants to have a bigger celebration. 
So the Halloween show is now November. It's not a Halloween show, though. It's going to be like an early Christmas. I'm not sure what's it's going to be, um, Snow Jam or something like that. And uh, I just wanted to, and my movie is going to be open in uh, the 10th of November, IFC Theater in Manhattan. Your part is going to be what? in there. Wait, this movie is going to be at the IFC Theater? Right, in Manage Village okay. in Manhattan. Do they know that yet? Yeah, yeah, it's confirmed already, okay. on November 10th. Because when it's playing, it's playing in one of the theaters, like inside the IFC theater. Yeah, IFC theater. Yes, but inside of it, not out on. You're not. You don't oh, have. No, of course. You're not. <laughs> no, not on the street. No. You don't have a laptop. Somebody's not going to throw a laptop open and be like, "Yes, <laughs> it's playing at the no, IFC that's theater." No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, I wanted to tell you because you're uh, there's a part about you in there. Oh, good. I'm calling you on the phone. November tenth. Right. Now, who made this? Okay, so it's on a. It's uh, when, and, uh, Raphael uh, Ruggles made it. He's a, he's a producer, and uh, it's going to be. Um, so yeah, uh, maybe you want to go, and you'll see your part in there. You know, Friday, November tenth at the IFC Theater. Right, November tenth. And what is the name of the movie? Avalanche Bob. Av- just just Avalanche Bob. Avalanche Bob, yeah. I'll give you more details next week and everything because I've gotten got all the details myself yet okay. and the time and everything. This is and exciting. Also, uh, the album is coming out this week, Tom. This week the album's coming out. Where can people get the album? On, on It's going to be on Bandcamp and uh, a couple of radio stations. I think I'm ready to go with it. WBEN Cincinnati and uh, Kid Chris. He told me as soon as I get music, he'll put it on. And we'll see what happens, you know. And yeah. I think it's a little different from everything today, you know. And it's yeah, I've got some pretty good songs. I think a couple songs from my idea for my show, Broadway shows and stuff, you know. Well, look, I can't wait to hear this album. Who who put it out? Uh, Sam Cogan. Sam Cogan is producer. I, I, I guess you know about him, right? Sam Cogan. I do not know about Sam Cogan. Oh no. No, I don't. Uh, well, he has a, uh, a band and everything, and uh, yeah, he's the producer. Owen uh, um, <clears throat> Owen Klein is uh, one of the uh, producers. He, his father is Kevin Klein, uh, uh, the actor. Wow! And uh, Owen's working on a feature movie, a feature-length movie now that he's producing. He's part of my band and everything. And uh, so it's going to be pretty good. I've got things going very good, and I want to thank you for everything you've done for me because you were one of the main people. Sam Cogan, K-O-G-O-N? Right. Okay. Is he in the left? It'll all be explained on the album when it comes out. Is he in the left bank? Right now, only on uh, online, but later it'll be on CDs and the vinyl and everything. Does he play with the left bank, Sam Cogan? He did, yeah. He played uh, one well, one time with it, yeah. I think he filled in or something. Okay. Yeah, with Left Bank, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, look, tell Sam to send me a copy of the album. I certainly will, and uh, I want to thank you again for everything. And I just wanted to call and get that straight about uh, 
But I didn't want you to have to go to a... Don't worry, my friend. And where, <laughs> okay. where does, where, what's your band camp? Is it avalanchebob.bandcamp.com? It's gonna be Avalanche Bob, yeah. And the snowboard mogul will be, um, in the back. Uh, they're gonna be noticed of the band and everything. Okay, all right. And, uh, you got any, uh, anything you want to do here? Any last minute, uh... You want to hear a Halloween song? Let's hear a Halloween song. And if you can fit into this, the idea that AP Mike has chicken grease pouring out of his skin tonight. <laughs> he ate so much fried chicken. If you okay, can fit that into uh, the this song. This is called Haunted House Rock. We're getting played that fat time. Humans don't get going around. Because every night at 12 o'clock, folks don't do the Haunted House Rock. <laughs> Back to the Haunted House Rock and the Bop. Back to the Haunted House Rock. Every night at 13 o'clock, boots get down with a haunted house rock and bop the ditty, they bop 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 the ditty. Ah, sure, that ghost has gotten chained, almost damn skinny, rich and sane. Vampire world got a crazy tune, that God how about the man the moon? Back to the haunted house rock and then a bop, back to the haunted house rock. 13 o'clock and now I'm back. They all don't do with the Haunted House Rock. But if you got a lot of noise playing, Haunted House Rock is the dying end. Girls getting rich and all the time. Man, we're gonna get men stole on them. Back to the Haunted House Rock and then a bop. Back to the Haunted House Rock. 13 o'clock and down the bop. They all down, down with the Haunted House Rock and the bop. Down, down, the Haunted House Rock and the bop. Down, down, ha! Haunted House Rock and the bop. That was fantastic. You liked it? I did. You didn't mention AP Mike, but you did. <laughs> it was still a good song. I like it. Did you Mike. like it, Mike? Don? Mike didn't like it. Good. Okay. Uh, wow. It's going to be much better than Johnny Hamlin, though, believe me. I can't look. Go no, on. that's a good one. I like it. Haunted House Rock. I like when you go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm going to send Mike to the IFC Theater, November Right, 20. I'm going to give you all the details next week, okay, Tom. Next I've got week. more, okay? The details are on their way. We can't wait. Thank you. Man, thank you so much, Tom, and you, you have, have a great night, you okay? Too, you too. Good night. And keep... Okay, I didn't mean to hang up on him so quickly. Something happened. <laughs> What do you think about that, Mike? I don't care what you think. What do you think, Pat? What? He turned the volume down. Because he doesn't like rock music. Best show, hi. Hey, Tom. This is Dylan from Toronto. Dylan from Toronto. What's up in Toronto? Another Canadian call tonight. What's up? Yeah, sorry for that. No, what, see, that's the most Canadian thing you could ever do. Apologize for calling. Why? Why would you apologize? I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, it's ingrained up here. Who I are guess. your five, top five Canadians of all time? Oh, I don't know if I could do a top five. I, I'll start with one. Um, but I had a compliment for tonight. Yes. Let's hear it. I just want to compliment, uh, Nardwar. Yes. The great Nardwar doesn't get the respect he deserves. He's the best in the interview game. He really is. Top notch. Love it. Top, no one prepares better. 
Nardwar, he knows his stuff. Get no argument from me on that. I know. Got four more to fill out for the top five? Yeah, come on. Just throw a couple more. You can do it. It doesn't have to be perfect. Okay. Okay, fine. So I'll throw Neil Young on there. Yes, Neil Young. Of course. Oh, Um, man, look at my life. I'm a lot like you were. Right? Right? That's perfect. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, take a look at my life. I'm a lot like you. Remember that? Remember when he did that? What's your I, favorite I Neil Young? What's your favorite Neil Young song? A recent favorite has been uh, Tonight's the Night. It's a good one. Yes. Who was a working man? Who? You can say it. Bruce Barry. Neil Young. No, Bruce Berry. He was a working man. He used to drive Bruce that Barry, Econo yeah. line van. Right? <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. Who else? Another one. Kim, Kim Mitchell. Might as well go for a soda, of course. The patio, legend. Uh, patio, patio Lanterns. La- patio Lanterns. Didn't, didn't make it down here like it did up there. But up there, Patio Lanterns is a big summertime song, right? Huge. Sitting out on the patio looking at the lantern. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Anyone else? Anyone else? I'll throw out uh, uh, Jim Leahy from uh, the Trailer Park Boys. May he rest in peace. The late, great Jim Leahy. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm forgetting. I'm, I'm blanking on the actor's name. Okay. Well, we send him our best. And, uh, yeah, on that note, that's all I got. All right, that's enough. Anything else you want to say? Uh, not at all. Just, uh, keep doing what you're doing. Let's throw a compliment to Avalanche Bob on that, uh, Halloween song. There you go. And, uh, have a good night. You too. This song was so huge in Canada. Patio Lanterns. Maybe he's Canada's Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Sorry. That ain't flying here. Sorry. Bashow, hi. Canada's Jimmy Buffett thing made me crack up. Yeah. This is Hutch in Texas, though, Tom. How's it going? What's going on, right? What Hutch in Texas? Yeah. What's up? Hey, man, those uh, those laser show crowd is a weird crowd. Let me tell you, because I know because my dad is one of them. Your dad goes to laser shows. Well, he hasn't been in a few years, but he used to go down to Laser Yes show down in Austin Uh every year. What's he? I don't even know why he would go because he would just complain about how they just played songs from Fragile and. Mm close to the edge yeah but he was he was always you know post-reformation he said anything before nine zero one two five was weak mm-hmm. anything before it was weak yeah he was he didn't have the best taste hold on 
Your dad, so your dad, when he would talk about yes, he's like, yeah, any of the stuff they did in the seventies, not for me. I like everything after they reformed and sounded like, um, when the, suddenly they sounded like, 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 uh, uh, they, like they, like they just sounded like an eighties, uh, synth pop band. Well, he said that's when they hit their stride because according to him, it took them about, you know, they had to bang out 10 albums before they really, you know, go through a few members. Yeah, it just sounds like, I get it. Time. Look, I'm going to call shenanigans on you, my friend. It sounds like you're doing a comedy routine or your dad needs some serious help. One or the other. Which one is it? Even though there's no judgment on either. Which one is well, it? Well, what's it going to be, boy? We'll huh? go with huh? A. What's it going to be? Yeah, of course. Your dad. Anyways, Tom, hey, can I give you some compliments, though? I wish you could, but you're a liar. Get off my phone. No, I'm kidding. It's fine. He can, you can give a compliment. Oh, wait, I actually did hang up on him. What's it gonna be, boy? I'm gonna start saying that now, right? What's it gonna be, boy? Yes or no? Or in that guy's case, what's it gonna be, boy? Yes or reformed yes? You say that to his dad. Let me sleep on it. Baby, baby, let me sleep on it. And not too creepy of a song. Right? It's creepy. It's meatloaf. It's a creep. Creep loaf. Mike used to always eat meatloaf at the diner. Next to when we did the show on WFMU. This diner is the worst diner on earth. The Flamingo. The only thing you could get there, I'd go there, I'd get a grilled cheese sandwich. Anything just out of a fryer or anything off a grill. Nothing that involved too much creativity. But Mike, he rolled the dice at that place. Meatloaf. I remember he, one time he got crab cakes. What's that? Cordon, chicken cordon blue. Anything with a sauce. What are you doing? Sushi. Best show. Hey, Tom. Hi, to whom am I speaking? Hey, this is Danya. Danya. How are yes. you, Danya? Where are you calling from, Danya? I'm great. I'm calling from Oakland, California. Oakland, home of, you can say it. MC Hammer. That's right. And home <laughs> of. And, anyway. um, uh, Your uh famous Golden people. State Warriors. Oh, yeah. Well, that's just you know. How many front runners? Do you just look around? Do you see how sick of that of the color gold and blue are you? When you look around, you it's see all these. Because I I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and the state, the colors of the baseball team there are the same. Yeah. So I always think people are wearing um, Brewers regalia. Same thing with the A's. It's like the same colors as Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Now, what about the Milwaukee Bucks? How do you feel about the Milwaukee Bucks? I I feel bad for them because they, what? you know, they try really hard, but they never win anything. They have maybe the best player in the NBA on their team right now. Do they? I don't know. I don't keep track of basketball at all. Giannis Attentacu. Intento Kumpo. 
<laughs> it's his name. Giannis Antetokounmpo. The Greek freak, they call him. Wait till you see. He'll make you mm. proud. He'll make you move back to Milwaukee. <laughs> and their logo is cool. I'll say this. Not a huge Milwaukee Their logo function. is cool. Because you know what it says? Fear the deer. How can that? Who wouldn't love? <laughs> tell me you wouldn't. I would. I'd wear a shirt that said fear the deer on it in a heartbeat right now. I always did really like their color schemes, like yeah. purple and green, which is like very unconventional yeah. sports colors. Exactly. The Knicks, you know, the Knicks, uh, with the, the, the Bucks thing says fear the deer. The Knicks thing says uh, the owner of this team donated more money to Donald Trump in 2017 oh. than any other <laughs> human. And it would have the money amount underneath, which is true. Uh, well, I'm not surprised, though. Yeah, he's also in a blues band. Well, that's a great blues song, right? Well, that's yeah. what you love from all your blues artists. All my favorite blues artists were the top donators to the Republican Party. I don't know about you. That's my, that's the kind of blues I like. Is these guys, they were just top GOP donators for the quarter 2017. Yeah. I, I, be- they I believe, I yeah. define the blues. Yeah. I, I believe uh, Lightning Hopkins was a huge, uh, yeah. Remember when he wrote that huge check to uh, Wendell Wilkie? Wendell Wilkie, was he a Republican? I don't, I don't know. know. Look. It's all the past is the past. Ain't coming back. So why know anything about it? Right? That's why some people say to repeat the past is this. I'm not even sure what the thing is because it's from the past. The thing that people say. But my thing with the past, it happened. What are we going to do about it? That's what I says. Contemplate it and try to learn from it, right? So what to what do I owe the pleasure of this call, Danya? Well, I'm so excited that I got through because I've been trying to call for weeks because I couldn't listen live forever, and it wasn't working. And I kept trying to call week after week, could never get through. And then finally, tonight, I got through. You're here. And I, here I am. And uh, I have to give big huge compliments to martine because he just helped me get the thing working so martine is here martine the tech the tech wizard is here yeah holding it down very like he has a very like tech helper guy voice too so compliments on that (laughs) compliments on that martine (laughs) so and uh yeah, that's um, that's part of why I was calling. But I I had been trying to call also because I have a new album that I really wanted to send to you, and um, I'd love it if you would gracefully accept my gift of a digital download of my new album. Sure, it's your music. Yeah, and okay. I remember at one point you said you wanted to get into the synth pop, and that's what my music send it, like. send it send it to me i'm ready best How do I send okay, it to get, you? get ready best jo- I'm ready. okay again <laughs> you're, now you're ready ready best yeah. jo- you're not ready i am ready. ready i'm writing it okay. down well, here best. i have best written down on a <laughs> You've got paper. best written down 65 times here we go <laughs> best show 4 and it's the number 4 
number four, life. Life. L-I-F-E. That's right, at yahoo.com. Try that, and I will get it. I'll send it to you tonight. Thank you, Donya. And, and, yeah, and uh, I'm really happy that I'm getting to listen live tonight because I've been really, really, really wanting to listen live. Well, you are. I've been able to, and now I'm so happy. And I have this uh, superstitious thing also that I want to tell you what that I'm, I'm really happy about. Um, I went to Ren Faire the first time mm-hmm. the other day, and a wizard gave me a happiness scroll. And then the next day, I got a huge bonus at work. And then today, which is the next day after that, was uh, I found out my brother is going to lend me his car for six months. Hold and on. then today, also, get to listen to that show. Hold on a second. So, and this is all coming happy. from one happiness scroll? I, I'm a firm believer now that, In Renfair? that wizards are real. Wizards are real. It's like proof. I mean, I don't know how else this could have happened. Three amazing things in a row. Yeah. It's amazing. You got a bone. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to push any kind of credo here. Your brother's lending you his car. You got to listen to the best show live. And you got a bonus. I got a work bonus. I'm going to say this, Danya. There's no other way that any of those things could have happened other than, indeed, <laughs> Renfair wizards are real. Thank you for, for humoring me on that. You have a great night. You too. Thanks, Tom. Night. Bye. Do you ever go to a Renfair, Pat? When is it? It should be coming up now. They happen when it's cooler, right? Did we miss it? Yeah, in tuxedo. That's where the that's where the one happens. That's the one I went to years ago. Got some guy heckled me. Showed him and these Ren clowns. Are they the thing where you swing the sledgehammer and try to ring the bell? Guys like, what's your name, everybody? What's your name, Tom? Man, we got Tommy. Like. Like trying to get everybody. Watch Tom make a fool of himself. Mike, I swear I took that hammer. I swung that thing. Hit that thing. That little weight went up, 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 all the way to the top. Rung the bell. And I looked at that Ren Fair guy and I said, suck it. I didn't say that. I said, I think I'll take the... Because I get to pick like a hat or something. A what hat? I, I can't hear you, Mike. Hat with a tentacle on. What? No. What do you think this is? What you call it? This? No, Mike. It's not your Giger Fest. H.R. Giger. That's the that's the what Mike goes to Giger fairs. Want to say hi? I got a friend in here. He's here. He's, he's sitting in watching the show. His name is Christopher. I'm gonna turn your mic up. Oh. Did you want to say hi? Sure. Hi. Hi, Christopher. Hi, Tom. Christopher, 
Sabella. Yeah, you got it right. And you are a comic book writer. Yes. And illustrator. Mm. No? No, you just write? You do the writing? I do some stuff in, like, Photoshop, but I wouldn't uh-huh. Into the myself. mic. Into I'm the sorry. Mic, my friend. Yeah. Mostly a writer. Okay. But people, people might know you best. You were calling us a couple years ago on a weekly basis when you spent one full month living in the legendary Clown Motel, which is in Nevada. Yes. What what part of Nevada again? It's Tonopah. Tonopah, Nevada. Also, they get mad if you call it Nevada. You're Nevada. supposed to say Nevada. Okay, well. I, I got a lot of angry. Because you would say Nevada. Yes. So they... So you were in Tonopah, Nevada, mm-hmm. at a motel, which is called the Clown Motel. Is it literally called Clown Motel? I'm trying yeah. to remember. It's called the Clown Motel, and it has a clown motif scattered kind of loosely throughout. The The main office has about, like, 500 clown statues, uh, mm-hmm. and then they also have, like, clown trade magazines. Uh, okay. for you to read if you mm-hmm. want to hang out there. But every room has clown paintings in them. Mm-hmm. Every room has clown paintings, and clowns would come and stay there. They did one weekend. Okay. Mostly it was clown-free, but one weekend. It wasn't just one group. It was two groups of clowns that showed up. And they come, and the- were they just being... Jerks? Jerks? Yeah. Were they just terrifying? Uh, no, they were just really obnoxious. Um, okay. And it kind of, like... I'm not afraid of clowns, but mm-hmm. they really annoy me because, or at least the ones who like, and apparently this is a clown rule that you can't break character while you're in clown makeup. Okay. So they never broke character. As long, but did you ever see them out of the makeup? No. No, they showed up that weekend in clown makeup mm-hmm. and did not get out of clown makeup. Not, not that I was aware of. So, yeah, that would be pretty brutal. Where were you eating? Because you first, of, first of all, let's go to the the the, the million dollar question. Sure. Why did you do this again? Um, it was like a dare to myself okay. uh, that got out of control. I uh-huh. I'd gone there before and I kind of liked it, and it was like I should go back. Uh, yeah. And then I wanted to do a writing retreat. Sure. And I was trying to think of like where is a place I could go that there's nothing else going on, mm-hmm. no distractions, and I was like clown motel. Yeah, and no distractions. Yeah. Just a perfect writer's retreat. Just great place to get into a real creative mindset yeah. where the words are just going <laughs> to pour out of you. How much writing did you get done that wasn't about being at the Clown Motel? Uh, a lot of it was about being at the Clown Motel. <laughs> but but... It was. There was how much writing that had nothing to do with the Clown Motel did you get done in the month that you stayed at the Clown Motel? I, I didn't measure, but I got a fair amount done. But Okay. But not as much as I was hoping. Because <laughs> you were terrified around the clock. Mm-hmm. And you're not scared of clowns there. No, it's it's people on meth. Yeah. And people who are career alcoholics. That's who you were scared of. Yes. The clowns were like an oasis. They were a nice bit of levity. <laughs> from the people addicted to things. Yes. Yeah. That's so what where else would you go for a writer's retreat? What would you where would you stay for a thing like that next? Uh, it's a place to, to test foghorns? <laughs> 
Why don't you try that? <laughs> That's a nice place to get some deep thinking done. I did, you know, I did get a lot of deep thinking okay. done, but it was mostly about yeah. like why, why do I keep yeah. doing this yeah. to myself. <laughs> exactly. About just like there are patterns. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to recognize some patterns. They might not all be the they might not be the same circumstances, but there are larger patterns that I seem to fall into and why am I holding myself to this? Did you ask yourself, how many times a day did you ask yourself, why again am I holding myself to this? Like, would you, you probably like look and see like, oh, there's a, there's a courtyard by Marriott, probably like 30 miles from here. Probably get a little more thinking done there. Might not be as filled with clowns or, yeah. or people hooked on meth, but I probably could get some writing done that won't be about, Clowns or people hooked on meth. I I thought that would be cheating. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is that I held a Kickstarter because I didn't want to pay. Sure. For well, it. then that that cinches it that you felt I was legally behold- obligated yes. to stay. Yes, and no one's ever gone back on a Kickstarter. Well, I'm I'm trying to be the one who doesn't. <laughs> you're the you're the only person that respected Kickstarter. Yes. To see the thing through. No, I think that look, you did it. You put your word. You put your money where your mouth was. And you stayed for a month and you got a great book out of it. There is a, there is an awesome comic slash, it, it, it's a, it's a co- compilation of your Twitter yeah. feed, but told, and that might sound like, oh, what's the big deal? But when you see it laid out, it's literally you are being walked through a story of somebody who was like, wait, there's a, thing the, the hole there looks like it probably goes to hell why don't we go in it what do we like people say that hole there and the thing goes in it's like the it's a gateway to hell and you're just like okay well kickstarter <laughs> got it look i can't i can't go back in with the kickstarter said to do but you did it and the the book reads really it's a real fascinating read and what is that called uh, I lived in a clown motel. I lived in a clown motel. Where can people get that? Uh, through my website. It's ChristopherSabella.com. And it's S-E-B-E-L-A. Yes. Dot com. And yeah, it's uh, it's something else. Man, I got to tell you, Christopher. Yeah. It won't stop either. Like I thought when I left and moved mm-hmm. away, I was like, that'll be the end of it. And now like, it's two years to the month. And mm-hmm. uh, I actually... Uh, for whatever, I have a meeting with reality TV people on Thursday. Okay. Who want to discuss a show where I do other stupid things yeah, like yeah. that? Yeah. This guy will do anything. Within reason, yeah. Yeah. It's it's called, this guy will do anything. <laughs> I suggested uh, I'll do it so you don't have to. But that's a good one, too. And, yeah, this climb motel. Because, look, I had this fantasy at one point. That I would, and I'm not joking, years ago I had the idea, what if I moved into an Atlantic City hotel, casino, hotel, like lived in a casino hotel room for like a month. And I thought that would be really interesting to only eat in casinos, Mm -hmm. only eat at the buffet, like every day at the buffet. The buffet suddenly would be less special after a while. And you'd just be like, 
these slot machines are driving me crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like there'd be things like that would wear you down. But at least there's a modicum of safety in yeah. a casino. Right. There was no safeguard between you. When you looked at that, when you laid in that bed at night, which I'm sure was like such a comfortable <laughs> yes. bed. <laughs> I'm sure those sheets were just the highest mm-hmm. thread count. I had two you, beds so I could okay. switch. So. Oh, sure. So the suitcase was on one and then you'd be like, I think I'm going to move the suitcase Yeah, I'll over. sleep a little closer sure. to the clown portraits tonight and see what happens. <laughs> so you, when you would lay in the bed, and you could see, I'm imagining you seeing the light from under the door, uh, from well, outside. It came from the, cur- they didn't have like, you know, blackout curtains. They just uh, had a gauzy curtain. Sure. So, so and the, their big uh, claim to fame is like, our parking lot is well lit. Mm-hmm. So no one will come and steal your oh, stuff. So it all round the clock, you're never getting, and you know, that's like a, foundational element of like proper sleep is dark like mm-hmm. like legitimate like there's people like i know people who put they'll put like tape over the little red light on a on a stereo or whatever is in the room in the yeah. bedroom that'll that'll just emit any kind of light and that's them doing that but you for a month had a the the light from a trucker's parking lot, <laughs> like, blasting through your window all the time. Yeah. I had a friend, uh, my friend Robert sent me a sleep mask about a week into it. Okay. Uh, so that was a, but then I had to learn how to sleep with a thing on my sure, face. Sure, yeah. Because you're not, not fun. No, you're not, if you're not used to it, it's, you can't, it's hard to do. Yeah. So, what did you, what, You'd wake up. When did a day start? Uh, I my normal schedule is like I go to bed around four or five a.m. Okay, and then wake up around eleven or noon. Uh-huh. Uh which was basically my schedule there. Although I I woke up much earlier because I don't I had no way to block out the light or the sound of people checking out every morning because mm-hmm. they would con- I was like two doors down from the office. Sure. So yeah, every morning I just hear people. Wandering to their cars and like wondering how they can get out of this town. Uh, yeah, just like, is it fi- is my life fixable at this point? <clears throat> yes. Or am I just playing out the string? Because there was also a cemetery right behind the. About twenty feet away uh, from the office was a cemetery that was only open for like eleven years, and then mm-hmm. they realized, oh, we're going to have too many bodies. We need to open a secondary cemetery. Okay, so. Yeah, so that's hovering right there as you try to get there. So you wake up in the morning. What 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 was now you're saying like what I got to eat something. Mm-hmm. And what are you where are you going to eat? Uh usually I went to the Tonopah station which was a combination hotel casino. Oh that's right. Yeah. And that was a that was a walk across the way, right? No. Uh like it was at the other end of town. Okay. So you would drive to the hotel slash casino, mm. and you'd eat there. Yeah, basically like a greasy spoon type okay. diner place. And you were there every day, pretty much. Uh, sometimes I got fancy, and I went to the Mizpah Hotel, okay. uh, which was like the upscale part of Tonopah. And I'd spend a, a couple bucks more for breakfast there, and feel sure a little more respectable. Mm-hmm. 
And people were starting to just realize this guy is here doing stuff. And then I'm sure then the social media bled through a little bit to people where it was like, oh, this guy's doing a, a thing here. Right. There was some awareness that you were that not not I'm not saying up to something, but you had a, there was a, a goal yeah. to you staying there. Well, I thought I was fooling everybody. Uh, like I when I call, I didn't call to reserve my room until about a week before I went there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they don't know anything like they don't yeah. have social media out there. Yeah. Um, and of course, like I found out about two weeks into it, they knew all along. Like about the Kickstarter. Oh yeah, they knew, they had an interview I did with like a comics website, and they uh-huh. had it behind the counter laminated. Yeah. So. So they hid that when they saw you coming. No, I think it was just oh. we both like mutually decided to not bring it up to sure. each other. We'll just. We'll just pretend that you're the guy doing this, because then they're, they're also like. You know, we don't get to leave after a month. Right. Like, the people behind the counter are like, we're here. <laughs> this, is not a, this is not a thing where we get to go, I got the thing. Yeah. See you guys later. <laughs> and that's a line. Look, you were very respectful of people in that regard. You were not there to make fun of people. That's no, one thing I did all. like about it. You were not... Because it's just like you were not there to, you were not looking down on it. You were experiencing it. Yeah. And you were taking anything that happened as a part of the experience. You were not putting your thing on it and expecting it to live up to your, you were very much going with the flow of what you were presented with. You, you rode the ride. (laughs) I did. Yeah. All the way. And that's that. I think that's what makes it work rather than some sort of sociological thing that somebody would do where they're being judgy or whatever. It's like, yeah, I thought you were, you were just there to experience it. Yeah. And you know, I definitely had a couple of conversations that were super weird. Uh, and I reported as best I could like, but I mean, yeah, there's a, I, after a certain point, the, the weirdness just stops being weird. And it's mm-hmm. just like, this is my daily life. Now mm-hmm. is me running into, People who live here, or just people who are passing through, uh, this drunk guy who lives behind the motel, uh, will come out every night and yell and swear. Mm-hmm. And that's just like, okay, like this is what this town is all about. So, yeah. you know what the scary part of that would have been is if you went to talk to somebody and they're like, what drunk guy? <laughs> that's and what I thought the first night I was there. And you're just like, uh oh. Yeah. He, I met him the first, I didn't realize until later. But uh-huh. I met him the first night I was there, uh-huh. and he was just muttering to himself. And then he walked around the corner of the motel, mm-hmm. and I walked over to look, and he had just vanished. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize he was sleeping in these weird like trailers behind the motel. So mm-hmm. I was like, "Cool, got a ghost out of the way, right? Yeah. First thing, <laughs> right? Yeah, there's the ghost. Yeah, and then you're just like, "Wait, was that meth I just ate?" <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait, those weren't mints in that bowl. <laughs> that was meth. And then, just, so you, but you know what the funny part is that you, you know, you like you make your own thing and you become the thing you like the last thing you want to be. You know, like there's all those things like that that you worry and you try to be a certain thing and you know what you don't want to be. Mm-hmm. If everything breaks, if if you succeed. At your highest level, you will now be in situations 
where you're just like, boy, it sure was nicer at that clown motel <laughs> than this thing I'm in right now. <laughs> if it succeeds, and then the, then some producer will be like, yeah, we figured out this other thing you're going to do. You're going to go live in, uh, you know, Bat Town, USA, <laughs> with just bats all over the place, and then you're just <laughs> sleeping underneath bats for a month. And then you just be like, I wonder what's going on in Tonopah again. <laughs> yeah, that breakfast wasn't so bad. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot I still like about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely wouldn't go back for a month, but mm-hmm. I'd go for a weekend maybe. Sure. If they'd let me. Uh, I'm not sure what the reaction has been there. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little... Because, yeah, I mean, I tried not to be crappy to them. But, you know, it's I, also... Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how they took it. I didn't think you were crappy to him at all. I thought you were just like, I'm here and I'm so out of my element and, but I'm trying to find things, good things, bad things. I'm ex- just experiencing this as it happens. You're not just like coming and being like, boo, what's going on here? Look at. Yeah. No, I, I, my whole goal was like, I wanted to see if I could become a resident of mm-hmm. Tonopah. And, yeah. you know, I think by the very last day, mm-hmm. uh, I was going out for like my last dinner and this woman, Pam, who worked at the motel, she was like, are you going out? And I was like, yeah. She's like, could you pick me up some cigarettes? And I was like, sure. Yeah. And I was like, that's it. I've been accepted. Like you Pam know, is now handing me money to Pam, go pick her up smokes. She trusted you with yeah. the cigarette money. Mm-hmm. Look, fingers crossed. A year from now, you'll be in, uh, you'll be eating breakfast at the uh, at the uh, the solar paneled uh, quick check in Bayonne. Mike, you think you think uh, Christopher has what it takes to cut a, a month in Bayonne? Which one? Right outside the Holland Tunnel. Okay, the Hudson Motel. I would say there's that hotel. There's a motel literally where you can have a room and you look at it and you would just be, you just the rooms, you'd be looking at the Holland Tunnel. It's like, it's probably about a hundred feet from the actual booth at the Holland Tunnel. I would, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to like not get locked into motels and hotels. No, I'm going to try to narrow it. <laughs> That's fair. It's uh Motel Christopher Motel Man Sabella. Yeah. Well that's Give me your worst motel so you can see your worst nightmare. <laughs> What's the worst motel in America? Uh oh, and you're just like, Boy, I'm actually staying at the worst motel. Yeah. And that was the other thing was like when I was staying at the clown motel, like I have stayed at worst motels. So uh-huh. like just like quality and fear for my life wise, like I stayed at a motel in Omaha, Nebraska that mm-hmm. scared me a lot more than yeah. Oh no, I've stayed in these motels where, you know, you you just like, you look because I was trying to describe you. You look and you're laying there in the bed, and you just see the light from under the door, and then when somebody walks past, you see that shadow mm-hmm. move, and you're just like, oh, I hope it keeps going. Just keep going, <laughs> keep going, shadow, from left to right, just keep going past it. Or then you hear someone talking outside your room. You're like, oh, oh no. Oh, please. This, don't let this, because it's like there, it's like it always reminds me of No Country for Old Men. I'm one boot kick away from meeting the, uh, meeting my destiny. Mike, 
Who'd win in a fight, Aaron Judge or Anton uh, Churg? Aaron Judge, Mike thinks. You think he'd slap that cow, cow killer out of his hand? Right? All right. Let me take this final call, and I want to talk to Christopher a little bit more, then we'll wrap up and say goodnight. Best show, hi. Hey, Tom, how's it going? It's going well. To whom am I speaking? This is Ryan in in uh, Seattle. Ryan in Seattle. You were about to say Toronto. I was about to say Toronto. Are you from you Toronto? But no, you're I mean, in Seattle, right? Yeah. Home of. You can say it. Home of uh, the Mariners. That's true. They're from Seattle. But who else is from Seattle? You can say it. Come on, think. You know. Right? You think. Right? Say it. Come on. Is there something wrong? She said. Right? I think there is. You're still alive. She said. Right? Finally, what grunge needed was a little bit of that Almond Brothers vibe. Thank right. you, Eddie Vedder. Southern vibe, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what's up, Chief? Oh, I I wanted to call and say uh, you were talking about laser shows and uh, other bands, but the uh, the Science Center here, they do they do like a bunch of bands, a bunch of laser shows. Like who? Like, uh, like Laser Queen. Mm-hmm. I saw Laser Journey. Laser Journey, Laser Daft Punk, Laser Journey. I aimed the I aimed the laser at myself. (laughs) Slice me in half. That's the one I I went to go see. Yeah. You imagine Laser Journey? We wheel in the sky, keep on turning. Right? Laser wheel. Now he's gonna do a laser wheel. He did. The laser yeah. dude was way too literal. I want to say this. If the, anybody knows the laser Floyd dude, crack it open a little bit. These Pink Floyd songs are very expansive and trippy. Don't be so literal. The lunatic is in the hall. It's a hall. A laser hall now. With a guy dancing around. Right? It's like, yeah. It's like, crack it open. Paint some pictures with your lasers. What, I got? you got to reenact the song? Uh, do they make those? Who makes those? Do the people I don't know. I don't know. Venue? I think the one guy was like, hey, get, get the t-shirts. We got t-shirts. Second half of the show's coming back up. I, think I don't probably, even know how they do those. How do they... I might go get some lasers. I'm sure if I go to, like, where would I go? To, uh, to... I'm sure if I go to the mall and I go to Sharper Image or whatever it is, I get some lasers that go to Hamaker or Schlemmaker or whatever. Hamaker or Schlem- What is it? Probably get, yeah. I could probably do the whole thing. Go to Apple and get a new laptop. Right. Go get the sound system and then some lasers at Sharper Image. I could do my own laser thing, right? You could do any band. Any yeah. band. Just imagine it. Laser Hound. I start touring. Laser Hound. We just play Hound records. I'm touring around. Only very literal. How? Wait, hold on a second. How have Hound and a giant dog not 
shared a tour yet. Right? And you just call it, you call it a dog run. Right? Right? Yeah. Call it dog, right? The big dog tour, right? If you can't hang with the big, like get, no, yeah, call it the tour would be called get off the porch. Get off the porch. Uh, t-shirts can't hang with the big dog. Weren't those like? Those shirts are cool. I still, yeah. I still am scared to wear one because I don't know if I can hang with the big dogs. No, I don't you know. From every that. time, every time I try one on, and I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, I don't know if I can hang with the big dogs. I might just have to get back on the porch. Yeah. And then I, I try. Sorry. Then I try the other shirt on. I'm like, is life really good? Is life good? <laughs> so, thank you, my friend. Christopher, what other comics do you do? What 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 are your what do you hang your hat on? Um, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, well, I do a lot of creator own stuff, like stuff that I come up with. So I've done a bunch of books like that, but I also do stuff for DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm writing Blue Beetle right now, um, and uh, uh, I wrote a Kiss Vampirella comic. Okay. So how was that? Uh, it was very interesting. I got much less notes than I thought I would. You thought you would. Yeah, I kind, but I I also knew that when I was writing it, I had to make sort of Gene and Paul the heroes, and sure. I gave all the like sort of pratfalls to uh, to Ace and and Peter, and I think, and mm-hmm. also like I went for a pure Kiss plotline, which was okay. Kiss saves rock and roll. Yeah. Because I figured every Kiss fan was basically, like, that's mm-hmm. the one plot line they could all get down they with. They saved rock and roll. Yeah, and, and if you're ever going to, you know, every narrative about a rock mm-hmm. band uh, usually is like, hmm, what if, you know, uh, what if uh-huh. <laughs> it was a world where rock How, how is rock and roll, yeah, every every rock opera, like 90% of them are about rock as being threatened by some other force. Yeah. Something. That was mine. Basically. So how was Rock under attack? Um, well, my book was set in 1974. Okay. So uh, it was basically under attack because the record companies were run by demons who were converting rock bands mm. into soft rock acts. Okay. And because they couldn't put their subliminal mm. back masking under rock music. Okay. But the demon part, that's actually taken from real life. Yes. That's actually the soft rock part was your... Yeah, that was my contribution. That was your contribution. But the idea of the record industry being run by minions of Satan that was, is actually yeah. pretty accurate. I just found that on Wikipedia. Right. So, but, but creator-wise, created, self-creator type, title books now, what, what's your, what's, what's your, the, the, what's, what are you doing? Uh, right now I have a book called Heartthrob that's coming out, um, and we're on our second season, uh, so that's wrapping up, and and um, hmm. I've done a book called High Crimes, which was like a mm. an action thing sent on Mount Everest. Okay. Um, I did a book called Welcome Back that was about reincarnation, uh, and a book called Dead Letters that was about purgatory. So I do a lot of things involving like death. Yeah. Uh, but like more upbeat. So what are you scared? Somebody's going to get you. No, what's coming I, with all these things? Are you worried? <laughs> you seem like you could take care of yourself. Yeah, I'm just like, I, I don't know why. Uh, I just, you know, 
my that's where my thoughts gravitate i guess mm-hmm. uh i'm right now i'm writing a comic called short order crooks that is not about death it's about people who run food trucks in portland mm-hmm. okay so that one's pretty nobody dies in it mm-hmm. um you like those food trucks that that circle in portland of trucks i mean i i i don't go as often mm-hmm. uh the novelty is kind of died yeah. down for me yeah. but it was interesting like mm-hmm. moving there from the midwest i was sure. like oh they serve food out of trucks yeah. now you know where they also have things where you can get all sorts of food and stuff is food courts that's my sequel <laughs> the food court make it a, a legal thing right <laughs> work in work in some sort of trial the food court you can also go and they have like panda express and Sabaro. Yeah, I'd have to change all the names so I don't get sued. Yeah. But you know, it's weird. Weirds me out as these standalone Panda Expresses seem to be taken. It's like, really, people like Panda Express that much? Just gonna? I couldn't picture going to Panda Express unless I was walking in front of a series of different places and being like, man, I guess only Panda Express. Not just like, let's drive to Panda Express. What? You're gonna drive? Park? Let's go into Panda Express now. Yeah. No thanks. No samples. That looks like some cheap chicken they're serving out there on that tray. I saw a, uh, a standalone Cinnabon once that had a drive through window. Oh, my God. That's a... Which seemed like a crime. Like, you should legally have to get out of your car to go yeah. order a Cinnabon. Yeah. I, there was this biscuit place in North Carolina I saw where it's just like, like a drive through biscuit place, and I'm just like... I don't know about this biscuit thing. Then I saw the Dirty Grandpa or whatever. No, the one with Johnny Knoxville. He's like running around in the parking. I was like, wait, that's that biscuit place. He like, he went and like did some prank in the parking lot of that biscuit place I always wondered about. So clearly word was out that this biscuit place was begging to be pranked by a bad grandpa. So, Christopher, where can people find all these things? At your website? Yeah, ChristopherSibella.com, or I'm I'm still on Twitter, so I'm on Twitter at Xtop. Oh, you're still on Twitter. Yeah. What's that like? It's kind of horrible, but I still got to, I'm not, I'm still trying to get people to read my stuff. So. Oh, no, look, I still need people to listen to the show. Sure can't handle it anymore, though. No, I totally understand it. There I, won't be a show that you'd want to listen to if I stay on that dumb thing. The actual quality will go down to where it'd be like, I'd be promoting a thing that will be just like terrible because of the thing I'm using to promote. Yeah. It really, there was that thing for 24 hours where the, the like Rose McGowan led a thing to shut, like to get off Twitter for 24 hours. It's just like, why only 24 hours? Run from this place. It's the right instinct, but just don't come back. Yeah. I wish I could, but. Because I work like at, from home so much, mm-hmm. like I, it's one you don't of, like, need to make excuse. I'm the exception. No, no, and I, 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 I res- like I respect you very much for doing it. I, I wish I had the strength. You don't think I miss sometimes when it's a thing and I could make a joke about it? I think of a joke and then I think of the joke. I'd make yeah, it's kind of a crummy joke anyway. I'd be putting a third tier joke into the world. Is that really what people need more? Lower level jokes. Uh, my friend told me Joe Mandy quit Twitter. Good for you, Joe. Hey, Joe was sitting in that chair you're in right now, ChristopherSabella.com, 
when I quit Twitter. He was on the show, and he was. I remember he's like, "You're quitting Twitter? What?" <laughs> and here he is, a month and a half later, he's out because, yeah, kind of people, anonymous people say, "Yeah, anti-Semitic thing to you, wouldn't it?" I did not go through this. I just quit because I couldn't stand it for my own mental health. But um, yeah, people were saying things to me. He'd say things back, and they would blo- they'd block his account. Get off! Get off Twitter! So Christopher Sabella. dot com. At Xtop? Yes. X-T-O-P. Correct. Which I'm sure is Christopher. Yes. It's a portion of... It's a, yeah, uh, I've been using that on the internet for the last 20 years, so... Look. Why stop now? You got Xtop. Topher Grace got Topher. Right. He got the uh, second half of Christopher, right? Mm -hmm. I'm assuming he's a Christopher. Yeah, or I mean, I, I think there are people who just name their children Topher now, after him. Or, yeah, is there any other Topher's? Yeah, I think he's the most famous one. So yeah, he, I'm yeah, sure it's he all might after be in the lead. <laughs> Where did I get my name, Daddy? Well, there was a show called That '70s Show, Topher. Let me tell you all about it. It starred President Kutcher. He was an actor before he became president of the United States. And daddy, will we ever be able to leave the bubble? <laughs> no, son, we won't be. Topher, we will never be able to leave the bubble. We live in bubbles now. What was the sky like, daddy? I ah, should have seen it. You know, I didn't look at it enough. To be honest, I should have looked at it. If I knew it was going to go away, I would have looked at it a whole lot more. Who knew it was going to be gone, though? Look. Topher, I didn't know about these bubbles either. I would have definitely done a few things to get ready to live inside a bubble. But look, we're in the bubble. What are you going to do? That's my one-man play. Bubble Family 2075. Written by me, drawn by Christopher Sabella. Yeah, I'll draw that. (laughs) That'll be your artistic (laughs) debut. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Great. That's... Finally, my entree into the comic book world. You've written. I wrote one thing for uh, Valiant. Yes. Which is fun to do. I read that. I've tried to do other things. Nobody wants me. I'll, I'll take you. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> you can't afford me. I'm sure I can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the classic. Why won't anybody take me? I'll take you. Yeah, you can't afford me. It's a power move. It was a power move to make you be like, well, let me check how much money I have on me. See if you can pay this pay. <laughs> Well, look, Christopher, I want to thank you for coming. It was so much fun to have you here. Thank you and so much for having me. I've been listening. Like, this show has, ever since I went freelance 11 years ago, like, this show has been there for me. So well, I'm that's- super grateful to be here and, like, that you were on the air and that you let me. Come in. Well, it's awesome to have you here. I'm so glad it worked out. My friends, I want to tell you all. What do I want to tell you all? I don't even know what I want to tell you all. I want to tell you all that the best show. We're here. Last week we talked about complaints. Tonight we talked about compliments. It's two sides of the coin, right? That's what you're saying? You got to moan about something? No, you don't have to. Do I complain a lot? Yeah, I know I complain a lot. You don't think I know that? 
I'm trying to do something about it. I'm trying to focus on the positive. For oh no, get out! This, this weird fried chicken Mike dancing around doing his guitar thing. Probably gonna end up slipping on the fried chicken grease, pouring out of his face. Get out there! Look, I've been doing this show since President Bill Clinton was in the White House. Some version of the best show, and I'm still here. And I'm I'm trying to not. I don't want to go anywhere. I love it. It's my favorite thing to do. I but look. Sometimes I get a little crabby. I know that. Get a little whiny. I'm sure of that. You think I won't get sick? And look, I'm in my own head. You you gotta listen for three hours a week. I'm in here all. I'm in here twenty four seven. You don't think that's hard? Yeah. Trust me, it is. But you know what? I want this three hours to be this escape. The world is horrible. It's bad, and it's by all signs, it's getting worse. But you know what? Sometimes we only have to look inside for answers, and we look immediately outside for answers. You look into yourself and you say, how can I make myself better? And how can I do these things so it's n- I'm not making... Where'd he go? Where'd he ran out of here? You got a thing for me, Pat? You ask yourself, how's my thinking informing this and how's it making things bad? And you try to fix it. And then you look around outside. You don't look at things you can't always control. Look, Sometimes you can control the uncontrollable. It's possible. And you don't want to give up on things like that. If there's a thing you want to make a difference and be a part of a thing to eventually chip away at the larger thing, swing for the fences, go for it. But a lot of the time, there's immediate things you can do, and they have to do with your friends and with your family. And you can make the world better in a smaller sense. And if everybody does that... The small stuff, pennies make dollars, they say. Pennies make dollars. So if we all do the little things, it will add up to a larger collective big thing. And when we do that, there's four minutes and 45 seconds to go on this. I don't know how I get to the end of this. Who said this was the new end music for the show? The guitar thing for Freebird. It was not my idea. It actually was my idea. Why was I listening to Leonard Skinner? Simple, I'll tell you. When you try to have a career in show business, sometimes people say to you, hey, there's a project we want you to be involved in. And you go, oh, okay, let me go spend $150 on research on the thing so I can do it. And then you get a call, oh, that's not going to happen. And suddenly you look, oh, oh, so did I just lose money on this project? It's like, yeah, you kind of did. So if you ever want to know why I have... Six Allman Brothers CDs and and four Leonard Skinner CDs that I bought at Amoeba in a panic so I could do a crash course on this junk. That's why. So I started listening to them because I want to be able to get rid of them. And I've got a little thing where I like to listen to things before I get rid of them just to make sure. And yeah, but there's a couple good songs on the Leonard Skinner thing. There's a lot of dumb songs, but a couple good songs. So did that make it worthwhile for me to listen? Yes, because my opinion of Leonard Skinner... It's evolved a little bit, and I realize there's some good stuff in there, but it's not just all Sweet Home Alabama, which, when you think about that line, it drives me up the wall when it's just like, about Watergate, he's just like, 
like uh, he's not bothered by Watergate. Does your conscience bother you? What? This is uh, Watergate's our fault. This is some sort of larger reflection of something we did wrong. No, it's not. It's not our fault. It's these dirt bags up at the top of the pyramid. They're the ones doing this thing. Okay, I got two fifty-eight to go. Pat, did you want me to read something about the show? Oh, here it is. You put it over there. Prove it all night at the New York Sketch Fest this Friday, October 17th. Pat is doing his show, Prove It All Night, as a part of New York Sketch Fest. And he's doing it at the pit in New York City, East 24th Street, this Friday. What time? 9 p.m. And his guests include Judah Friedlander. The great comedian John Reynolds, the uh, the very funny and talented actor, and music from Free Your Mind and more. That's at the Pit this Friday, 9 p.m. And uh, okay, I'll pick the. Is, is this the winner, or is this just pick which one you want? Pat's going to pick the winner of the Kurt Vile and Courtney Barnett tickets. Jung Pope. Okay, so we will, Jung Pope, if you follow the best show, we follow each other, you can DM your email address and then you will get your tickets. See Kurt Vile and Courtney Barnett in Jersey City on Monday, November 6th. It's going to be a great show. Hopefully, I know I'll be there. Hopefully, Mike, I don't know, hopefully Mike's there. I know he said Jello Man's going to get him in. I'm trying to do something about that. Um... Just to throw a roadblock, because I really feel like if you don't have challenges in life, then you don't appreciate the accomplishments. So again, everybody, I know I've been crabby. I got other things going on in my world making me crabby. It comes out the wrong way. I'm doing as best as I can. If I'm going to be here every week until the end of time, which seems like certainly the the pattern that has been established, there's going to be some crab weeks also, but I will do my best to not be crabby and to be the best version of myself as I can and you do the same in your life and we will all do a little better and I thank you all for listening see you at Murmur Theater this Saturday if you got tickets, if you don't have tickets I won't see you there, I'll see you outside the Murmur Theater this Saturday early show, late show, Sharpling Worcester 20th anniversary, can't wait thank you everybody the best show is over and we will be back next week. What? Thanks for the chicken. Mike said thanks for the chicken. Bye. <laughs>